when you when I basically plug anything into my computer here, and like you can't plug it like this SD card that I use to record these podcasts. If I plug it into my computer and then just take it out whenever I want, like I should be able to, because it's my laptop and it's my SD card. Mm-hmm. The computer yells at me, says disk not ejected properly. Eject Kindle. Well, now it says eject Kindle because I unplugged the Kindle. But I should be able to unplug the Kindle if I want to. Don't tell me I'm not doing it properly. And the only the only place in Finder, this is a Mac, in Finder where it shows up has this little tiny little arrow that you're supposed to just click on to allow yourself to eject it. So stupid. <laughs> and who knows how to find that arrow? Flawed. Fundamentally? Fundamentally. Uh, so I just got a, I just got a text from somebody. Where's 801 at? 801. I don't know. Rob, I lost my spreadsheet with all my partners for next year. What terminus do you have with me so I can update it? I don't have this person saved <laughs> on my phone. Oh, no, shoot. No offense, whoever this is. Uh, let, uh, I can find out real quick. 801. Well, I might have you set saved on my phone. It's just not saved on my iMessage. 801 is Utah. That's probably Tyler. Is it 801? Yes, Tyler. Yeah, it's Tyler. Dude, how do you lose your spreadsheet? <laughs> We're just talking about Max. I bet he had it on a Mac, and he ejected something prematurely. <laughs> Premature. <laughs> Premature. Ejection. Uh, lation. Ejection. <laughs> Premature ejection. Ejection lation. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, this is an unexpected podcast, if I may say so myself. Cause oh, I were, were we recording this whole time during this whole Tyler Loon conversation? Uh, about premature ejection lation. Perfect. I was hoping that got in there. Yeah, of course. Um, so why are you here? I'm here to podcast <laughs> for the people, obviously. This uh, is how dedicated the, the Freestyle Boys I'm podcast so is. I'm so dedicated. I'm so here for you guys. Well, we can just talk about the Freestyle of the Week. I feel like that's it. Like, you win. Oh, oh for sure. Well, well done. Yeah, thank you. We thank didn't know you were coming until you came. <laughs> and, uh, and here we are. Now, we're get, now we get the podcast. Uh, I mean, I was in Nebraska. I was supposed to leave Sunday. Uh, you know, I got school Monday, Tuesday. I haven't really been to school very much recently. But I was like, ah, I had three exams last week. I did well. So it's it deserves some, that some seems, leeway. That seems tight from having exams last week to having, I'm sure your finals are coming up, no? Like pretty soon? We have a very late semester. So our last final is on December 21st. Oh, that's super late. Yeah. That's, I don't like that. No, I don't. But when, when, do, when do you start back in the spring then? Like January 28th. Okay. So that's yeah, kind of yeah, nice. It's, it's so you, nice. Get, you still get a full month. Right. Um, but yeah, so I figured I could take a day off. Just go from Nebraska straight south. By the way, Nebraska, I had never been to that state before. And it's it is flat. It is flat. There's cornfields, and it is in smack dab, like the middle of the United States. Yes. Like exact middle. North, south, left, right. Did you go east, through west. Omaha? Uh, I went through Denver. And then flew to where? Kearney. There's an airport there? Yeah. <laughs> Actually? There is, yeah. Huh, Kearney, how Nebraska. How about that? Um, how small was it? It's quite small. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, the people I saw were amazing. They were so, so nice. Um, just really, really great in every way. Uh, I think they had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Did you ask them why they lived there? I, I did, actually. What they say? I, I literally was just walking with this this one girl. One of the uh, Her name is Leah. She actually played with Sydney in La Quinta. Okay. Uh, and I was like, so why do you, why are you here? Yeah, it's <laughs> a fair she's, question. She's from Utah originally, and, and yeah, she lives here. And the guy that uh, hired me to be there is an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. So uh, Leah said, yeah, my husband works here. He's a dentist. Uh, orthopedic surgeon, his practice is, is based there. Uh, but he goes back to California a lot. He flies there like every week. But he's actually the third biggest uh, shoulder surgery guy in the United States. In terms of what? Like volume? Uh, 
I think so. Yeah, he said he does over 1,200 surgeries a year. Um, wow, not there, not in Kearney. In, in Kearney, yeah. So people fly in for it then? Yeah, so he he's he specializes like, yeah. in uh, baseball. Oh, okay, stuff. like so Tommy John stuff? Tom, he does Tommy John, does a lot for for shoulders well, and elbows. It's a good market to be in. Yep. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, afterwards I was just like, hey, it's just a straight shot south to get to Austin. I can go there for a day. I can podcast. Easy cake. So you're just here for a day? Yeah. Okay. That's, I'll that's take how it. it works. I'll take it. I mean, that, that's pod. plenty of time to podcast, eat some amazing ramen, maybe play a little pickleball, maybe not. Maybe yeah. drink a little wine. I haven't played pickleball since La Quinta. That's what I heard. Yeah. I J- should Jack play. was telling me, and she's like, I think he wants to play with you. I was like, you know what? I could play with Robert if he really wants to. Um, yeah, I should probably. Well, I should just probably play in general. Because <laughs> not only how it usually works is if I don't play pickleball, which I haven't since however long it's been, I also have not exercised at all. Uh, yeah, I haven't played either since then. I have exercised though. So I need to exercise. I need to incorporate off-court training. <laughs> like an elite professional athlete that you are. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody has to say it. <laughs> so there's my freestyle week, everybody. You're welcome. Otherwise, we wouldn't have an episode. So this is going to be a little bit of a special episode. I think we're going to go back to a little bit more of a marathon episode. Maybe not crossing that one hour, 45 minute line that we did last or time. Or maybe we will. Or maybe we will. Don't we don't know. We don't know yet. We're not, we're not limiting ourselves. Yeah, we're not. Uh, but we have a normal episode and then we, we asked for questions and we got, I don't know, like 80 some. So we're going to try to knock those out. And there are some others, too, that I found randomly digging through a few different social media accounts that I don't normally check. But mm. we'll get to it all, maybe. Okay. Awesome. Uh, but we have other stuff to talk about, too. So Plenty. I think we're Plenty. doing we're doing Q&A. We're going to have a big, big, fat Q&A session here at some point. But we're also going to talk about just some, some typical typical stuff, right? Those, so Those questions. Thick. <laughs> Double Cs. Thick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them. It's a big spreadsheet. Um, I did I, I I did I put this in the news and events uh, mm-hmm. rules for 2022. I feel like I talked about that last episode when we were in La Quinta, but I'm not sure. No, you didn't. I didn't. No. Okay. Um. So rules for 2022. Oh, can I just say? Yeah. Always. Okay. <laughs> I, I we've we've prided ourselves on never editing this podcast, but our last episode was such. <laughs> It, it, I mean, it was, we were recording in front, uh, you guys, some of you might have seen the pictures and short videos that I, I think we talked done. to people there, no, like no less than five different people. We were in foot traffic, so people <laughs> kept walking by, Jack was sitting there with us, none of these people had headsets on, obviously, so like, they're talking to us, we're talking back, you guys can't, like, no context. so there's zero context, and we're like, oh, hey, ho, ho, ho. hilarious, <laughs> you guys get it, right? <laughs> so I listened back to some of the- Couple of idiots. So I listened back to some of the podcasts, I'm like, oh, this is so bad, because the listener has no idea what we're even talking about, <laughs> and we never even provide a reference, ever. Mm-hmm. So, with my- Unique ability to learn things very quickly <laughs> and excel at them very quickly. <laughs> I uh, I edited the podcast, believe it or not, uh, by myself. I'm a, li- I'm a little ashamed to admit it, but it was our first one ever. But we did it for you guys. We did it for you. Because usually we're just raw and perfect for you, but we had to make this one a little better. We were raw and imperfect, but you know. We th- like that. People don't like perfection all the time. People like imperfection. We like to be flawed, just not fundamentally. So I didn't do much of, I didn't do much editing in terms of whatever, but. In terms of whatever, what's that even mean? I don't even know what I did. All I did was take out some parts where it was just like it made no sense. Yeah, when I listened to it, uh, I listened to like maybe half of it, and it sounded fine. Of course it did, because you're just a natural editor, natural abilities editor to learn stuff. Just call me the editor of the podcast (laughs) that edits once every twenty episodes. Editor in chief. Editor in chief. I like it. 
so rules. No, I don't think you covered it. Oh, okay. So uh, I, I'm sure you all know that the chainsaw serve is going away. You can't put spin on your serve with your paddle hand. Um, and that just leaves the door open for everyone trying to learn a one-handed spin serve, which is what uh, Morgan Evans does, and his is pretty much undoubtedly the best serve in the game. Um, so it's just like it's, you're, it's you're getting rid of one thing that is easier to learn, but you're literally incentivizing people to learn something better. Yeah, way better. Um, Johnson Cola does it. Like, it's not hard to do, and it's quite good. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess if that stays, then everyone's going to be learning that. I will. But J JW started. Uh, even Georgia, I've seen her do it. Yeah. Like, they're just flicking it. Uh-huh. And it's 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 hard to know which way it's, it's gonna go. It's getting spin on it. Um, it'll only get better. So yeah, too. yeah, it'll get nasty, and it's it's a lot harder to know direction, mm. which is the whole point of that serve. Like moving a lot, yeah, it's good, but if you don't know the direction, that's why it's really good. And yeah, that's why Morgan's is the best. And with with it's Zanes, a lot easier to hide with one. With Zanes, you can see where it's going. Yeah, like it's it, just that there's a lot of spin on it, so it's it's, tough. it's heavy and it's deep, and there's a lot of spin. And if you don't have much room in the back, that's where you get iffy with Zane, um, and that's why. That's why it works so well in singles and in mixed is because court area is so small and it can uh, – if you looked at the stats, I think, with Zane serve against against men, it's probably not crazy effective. No. It helps for sure a lot in singles, though, yep. especially because of court size and yep. there's no standardized court size like from baseline defense. That's the biggest issue with this kind of serve. Uh, but in mixed – Dude, I was even doing like my little serve that I started. Whatever, like I was like, no yeah, way, no, this is lo looks ridiculous. I was like, no way, this is actually going to work. <laughs> but like, it eats women up it somehow. Does. Yeah. Like, I think even when we played you and La Quinta, you, like you were telling Matt which way it was spinning as yeah. I was serving. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to do it the other way. It, <laughs> it, it bounces it goes the, the same way every time. Every single like, time. Still, so I was like, oh, there's the ball. <laughs> yeah. Like, gosh, what is happening? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think I think with Morgan serve, it's. People are gonna, yeah. People are obviously incentivized to learn it. It's tougher to read. It's tougher to handle. It can spin both ways with the same kind of look. You can get reads on Morgan serve too, like the way he sets up for it. Um, you, you start to see it, but like the first few times you play him, regardless, he's gonna get an ace. Yeah, and, <laughs> and there are ways to d adapt that. Where fundamentally, my belief, once again going back to table tennis, is it's a lot easier to hide than it is to read. So the better you get at hiding, yeah, the less you, you're gonna be able to read it. There is just a fundamental limit. Yeah. to how much you can see going on. So if you get very good at hiding it, I don't think you're going to be able to necessarily tell. And you're talking about hiding it in, in respect to not actually like hiding the ball from view, but hiding like the way it's spinning if you, out it, of your it's, hand. it's like hitting a serve in tennis. If you have the same toss and you can go tee and you can go wide, yeah. that's a very good serve. That's what made, that's what made Sampras so good yep. is he could serve yep. either way yep. from the same toss. Um, same with Federer. And if you can do that in pickleball, where it's going either direction with a significant amount of jump, it effectively doubles your jump distance because you don't know which way it's going to go, and you got to account for both. Yeah. Um, but my real point about this is the PPA stayed ahead of USATA with the whole using the paddle thing. Uh, they didn't. They allowed the one hand. They allowed the fingers, but they didn't allow the paddle. Yeah. And I think they're going to be preempted, like getting ahead of it again, and they'll probably just say open palm or something like that. Yeah. Because um, I'm sure they kind of recognize that the one-handed thing is still going to be very good. Like there's uh there's some you know I think weird aspects of pickleball that we have so many different kind of organizing bodies and pro pro tours whatever pro events yeah uh, with kind of different rule sets for sure um, but I part of me likes the aspect of it that you know like the PPA can do that yeah absolutely it's it's like yeah it's it's a little weird to have a sport with multiple rules but on the other hand. I feel like when you have it, it's not exactly competition between them in, in terms of rules because rules are rules, right? But it's almost like you know there are different formats yeah. and it's it's rules rather than formats, but it just gives it more leeway to get 
to the right place because you can try different things at the same time. Yeah. And APP is aligned with the USA Pickleball, I believe, in some form. I don't know the exact partnership, but they obviously follow USA Pickleball rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and PPA is kind of, I don't know, better or worse, broken off and done their own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does feel like they're taking feedback and they're not just blindly you know, making adjustments to rules and stuff without, without feedback and stuff. So I like it. Mm -hmm. So Uh, interesting. So we might have some different rules for different tours again, which, you know, to be expected. I think the weirdest part this year was, you know, me, I played everything this year. I played a lot of APPs, played a lot of PPAs was, um, and it wasn't a huge deal, right? But you just sometimes forget to play less. So I think that's the most noticeable thing. Um, Serves pretty much stayed the same. Both places, even though you couldn't do it off your paddle, like nobody was really using nobody the was paddle. doing that anyways. No. I don't think you can generate as much spin off the paddle no, you as can't. you can with your no. fingers. So didn't matter in the end. So it'll be interesting next year. Um, yeah, I think you know if I think Zane's obviously you know he puts a lot of work into his serve, and I think he's going to do the same with uh, you know not using the paddle hand. So I'm sure it'll get very very good and. That's that's a l- that that rule is already done right for 2022 where mm-hmm. you can use your yep. left hand to yep. to impart spin, so yeah, just another year where he can clean up. <laughs> Honestly, I mean it, yep. it it helps his game probably more than any other player in my opinion. Yeah. So great for him, because um, he's I don't think he's playing PPAs. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, if this year is an indication, probably not a lot of them anyway. So, mm-hmm. anyways, moving on. Off-season. Uh, off-season. So I think just like tennis, you know, tennis has a bit of an off-season. So actually the, what is it, NITO? Is that how you say it? NITO? The or N-I-T-T-O? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to uh, I'm just going to say NITO. I like NITO. Yeah. NITO. The NITO ATP Tour Finals is like the last tournament of the season. And then they got a break until basically the Australian Open in terms of big tournaments, um, which is pretty sizable. Australian Open's usually in February. Is that right? No, it's January, but January. I think it's the Late tail January. end of January. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you got a solid, mm, like, two months, basically, of yeah. off-season. I really like that just for, for players, and I think pickleball is, I mean, because of the huge influx of so many tournaments, it's like there is no real off-season. It's yeah. just, and, and I mean, it's not to say a lot of tournaments is bad. Like, when there are very few tournaments, everyone likes options. Like, you can go play, you can choose not to play. Yeah. But I, I think it is kind of nice to, to at least for most of the players, in terms of big tournaments, the ones that you almost feel obligated to play because they're so important, uh, where there aren't many of those in like December. Yeah. Um, so there there are no big ones in December other than nationals, um, and then January it gets busy again. So I feel like maybe in the future, December and a little bit of January would be cool to have. You know, no big tournaments off season. I think is important for players to maintain some kind of concentration, thirst, whatever it is. Normalcy of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, All I, of the above. I, I like that. I think yeah, finishing the first week of December and starting last week of January would be sick. Yeah. Like That'd be nice. Nearly month two months. Half. Yeah, almost two months, or it feels like almost two months, where you can actually, um, yeah, train, get better, but also spend time at home and, you know, feel like you're not on the road all the time. Yeah, uh, it's definitely exhausting. Um, I was actually looking at, obviously, Nationals is what, this December 10th-ish? 10th that or week? 14th. Yeah. Uh, there's another tournament, World Pickleball Open, which I was considering going over there it's f- it's in florida i think it's uh, maybe an app i think it is but i think it's like 25k or it's something. 25k it's and then i looked at the at the distribution and 15k regular pro 10k senior pro so it's a f- essentially a 15k 
So world, I, world Pickleball Open. So I was like, yeah, not, no, not 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 doing that. <laughs> what do you get for winning like five hundred bucks? There's been a lot of there's been a lot of stuff, uh, well, discussed um, here at Dreamland and MLP and and beyond. Like, uh, you know, I saw a dude, uh, Eric Lane. He sent me a message in Facebook. He probably sent a lot of people a message that links to. He does these like reviews against uh, PPA APP. Mm-hmm typically geared around uh how it was for senior pros mm-hmm. and obviously all the senior pros love apps right because right. the prize money is so much better and right. they feel they get treated better and mm-hmm. and whatever but um i think we're getting to an interesting point in the sport where like real decisions need to like real real, real decisions are to start happening with the tours and with uh, different bodies about like where what is what, what is, is a what senior is pro's place yeah, in the sport go, right like yeah. what, what, like what are we doing here yeah um what's the ultimate goal for a senior pro what's the ultimate goal for you know just regular pro like how are we moving forward what are their correlations should there be a correlation and yeah do you have any thoughts around it yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's interesting just because of how pickleball started. Seniors have much more of a place than they have in any other sport I've, I've been in yeah. uh, in terms of, like, com- competitive uh, tournaments and all that. Like, there is that for tennis, but it's not quite the same as we have here. And I think that's mostly just because, you know, when it first when tournaments first started happening, you had a lot of seniors playing before there were even younger guys playing. Uh, and really what it comes down to, I think, is entertainment value. So once you get to to bigger tournaments, bigger venues, and entertainment for TV purposes and all that. Generally, and I'm not saying everybody, there are certainly outliers, but uh, even among older people, they generally prefer to watch younger people because it's more entertaining. It's more athletic. They're faster. um, You get better points, that kind of thing. I'm not saying seniors are bad. I think seniors are impressive, especially for their age and their movement and all that. Um, But generally, for a spectator, the, the vast percentage seem to prefer to watch younger players. So I think any tour any event that is looking to go maximum entertainment value is just going to be like yeah we don't care about seniors we don't want seniors and it's like that's you know sad on one part of things but it's just kind of how the world works uh and i don't think there's no place for seniors there certainly is like i could certainly see a, a senior tour being a thing uh and i'm sure there's a lot of senior players that like to watch you know people around their own age play and compete and you can have a lot of seniors that play and, and enjoy doing that um, but I think you're getting definitely going to see more of a distinction in like, say the PPA, like they clearly have their priorities set on pros, TV, all that stuff. Um, and it's very clear that senior pros have not, a, not been a priority for them. And I'm not saying that's wrong or right. It's just that they've never really made a secret of it. They're just like, for yeah, PPA you, you're you, saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you're not a priority for us yeah. and that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, so really I, d- I just think it's, uh. Which there's no reason up, to up to whatever association, like whatever you want to do, and you're basically going to reap the benefits or repercussions of what you do. Do you feel like they should? Do you feel like a senior pro tour should be separate from a pro tour? Uh, I think it would make more sense. I I don't know. Like I think the PPA would is definitely moving towards pro only, and if senior pro is a thing, I don't know if they'll keep paying out for it. I don't know if they'll you know even continue to have it in all tournaments like I, I don't really know what their goals are but i'd say it's moving towards less and less yeah. senior pro uh and obviously the sport's expanding but that's just not where their priorities lay at all yeah um so yeah i could definitely see it being separated and uh whatever like the app seems pretty strong in senior pro so i'm sure they're going to keep it around um does it have to be separated no you can do both but i, I think it will naturally become more separated yeah gotcha i think 
numbers speak for themselves too. I think with um, I think we see this across the board where APP streams a lot of pro matches and then also senior pro follows up with it. Yeah. Um, and I haven't actually looked, so I can't verify this data. But from what I hear from most people is that the numbers kind of plunge when the senior pro matches go on after a, like a pro bronze match or something. Yeah. And you know, one one cool uh, kind of comparison you can make here is that. Uh, I, I'm not positive about this in tennis, but I think generally men's tennis gets more views than women's tennis. Mm. However, in pickleball, that's not been true. Yeah. So it plummets with the seniors. It does not plummet at all with the women's. No. Like, I love women's pickleball. Dude, I, women's I think it's so better. entertaining. It's like the rallies are better. They are. They don't put it away as easy. Their, their defense is incredible. Like yep. Their defense is on par uh, or better than a lot of the guys. And it's just like your, your points are crazy good because of that. Um, so I, I think it's very cool that women, like, people might want to spectate that even more. Like, I know I would. I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> uh, same with mixed doubles. Mixed doubles, like, they, they don't plummet there. Uh, mixed doubles is really entertaining. Does yep. anybody watch mixed doubles in tennis? No. No, exactly. That is, that, that's a couple great points. Like, the unique aspects of pickleball, I mean, the longer the rallies, the more people typically enjoy it, especially mm -hmm. when you have, like, it's not just all dinking with the women either. Like, no. like mm -hmm. they're ripping, they're putting, they're trying to put the ball away, and the you, defense You get is more hands crazy. rallies with them, and yeah. that's what people like. They like to see them banging it back and forth. They like to see lobs and yeah. desperate gets and all that. And with the guys, they put it away more quickly, so it, it right. doesn't happen as much. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of interesting. Like, I, I always thought, you know, women's tennis I don't watch very much, but I don't watch men's tennis very much either because it, it's cool to see, you know, some great points, but... Honestly, they hit too many aces. <laughs> it's yeah, like, and, men, and men's especially. It's <laughs> a, it's either an ace or it's a, a it's a big serve and a third ball put away. Right. Like the high the highlights are crazy good. Yeah. But watching a whole match, it's like God, eh, there's just not a lot happening here. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's, it's, it's almost similar in that respect. It is interesting though because with um with tennis, the reason I find myself actually enjoying watching still, even with the men's, is you you check out for some of it, right? But like. You know, with certain players that like if they get a break, it's it's, huge. it's a set. Yes, it's basically the set. Yes. Um. So you're really really invested in, at like one in one. Yes. Right. Because yeah. you're like, if this guy can, and it's fifteen thirty. Right. Like, okay, <laughs> we have a chance to get to fifteen forty. <laughs> right. Right. Like right. so, there's like these little micro aspects of watching tennis early on that like really keeps you engaged. It's high pressure very early. Exactly. You can tell it means a lot. So there's like even though the point. points aren't great, like you watch pressure situations early on. Yeah, that is cool. It's a good point. Um, end of partnerships. So this year has been an interesting one in that next year we're going to see a huge shuffle of tons of partnerships. And it's not just been that people chose to go with different partners like what, like a year in advance, like things normally have gone. Uh, I feel like there's been a lot of very late partner shifting. And I think that's also, it'll string into one of my next points, which is pickleball seems to be trending more towards tennis in terms of people's character and outlook as in hey pickleball can be a career and i need to take yeah. it seriously it's like a business to them right it's my yeah. job um so you know it, it before it was very frowned upon to like back out on a partner and it's been happening more and more and that's yeah. unfortunate but like i get it because this is a job for for people now like a lot more so than it has been in, in the past yeah um so just some some interesting partnerships so me and matt uh we don't have any next year matt's now playing with riley uh, and that puts tyson with uh jay and jay in order to play with him uh dump pat uh, Pat, I think, may have some with you. Is that right? I've uh, got a couple with Pat. Yeah, I yeah. think he's got a couple with JW and a couple with Kyle, maybe. Yeah, just the issue with some of the stuff that happens. Um, like with Pat, for example, I would have I would have played quite a few with Pat, but um, we're forced to create 
partnerships and like do our schedule so early, right? Like yeah. we're doing it before we're doing it. Like we're getting kind of insider information of like the PPA and APP schedules next year. So like we're able to, we're able to kind of piece together our schedules early on and then. Right. Cause you want to scramble for those good partners. Then somebody right. else backs out on somebody else. And it's like a chain reaction. Yep. of Oh, this person's available and I want them, but then I got to dump this person. It's like, gosh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really sucks for you, Robert. So hundred <laughs> percent. So with Pat, it was like, I think, I think Jay did that pretty late in the game. Um, and I was like, dude, I, w I only have like two open that I can play with you. And uh, I, w I would have played more, but like, yeah, like e I don't, I don't even know who he's going to play with because it's so late that right. like, it's like yeah. everybody's I mean, taken. The, the later it is, the worse it is to do somebody uh, just because, you know, how people commit. I mean, if you dump somebody in a, for a tournament three months away, they're probably not getting anybody good. Yeah. They'd have to get quite lucky. Unless you want to play it like Kohler and just be a reserve. <laughs> Stand by. Stand by. <laughs> it's worked out for him. It has. That's <laughs> uh, funny. But, yeah, so I'm playing a little bit with uh, a couple with Pat, I think, a few with JW. I'm doing a big mix. I've got – You got Kyle and Tyler, too? Uh, I don't have any with Kyle. I've got Lung for probably the most, and then I've got Kohler for maybe five or six. Nice. So – Is yeah. Kohler for PPAs or APPs mostly? They're all PPAs, I believe. Nice. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, I I think good mix there. Yeah, mix uh, should be good. Mix doubles, what you got? Mix I've only got through like February, so I haven't I have not booked that fully out. I also have not tried very hard. <laughs> well, you're, <laughs> on the, you're on the CJ mentality. I'm very more uh, yeah, I'm very much so more focused on men's. I feel like I can get good mix results. Um, it's just been yeah, it's been tough. I haven't had like I think MLP I played pretty decently in mixed. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think know. it's definitely a lot cooler lately in mixed. Like it before, people didn't play mixed for one reason because there were like three women yeah. you could medal with, yeah. and if you didn't have one of them, you're just like, well, <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> this has been fun, but I'll eventually lose. So uh, that, that but now there's more like I feel like there's maybe ten plus where you have a good chance of meddling if you play well. Yeah, so that's a lot cooler. Yeah, no, I agree. The depth, the depth is definitely getting better on the women's side, which is which is awesome because it's been kind of the big elephant in the room for a mm -hmm. while with, with pro pickleball is like and I feel like it's caught up more in the last year than men's has like there's a couple oh, of players in I men's but women's it's been absolutely quite dramatic agree. absolutely yeah. agree on the men's side who who are some of the people that have come in mm. uh, I mean Frazier's been playing for a while but he's new-ish Kohler as like well showing up. yeah Kohler play, started playing a lot more Wilson yep um, Arnold I mean, that was his last tournament I guess but yeah yeah, I mean, there's been a couple, but definitely with the, the women's side, many more. And I think a lot of them have decent potential as well. Like, a lot of them have started playing. None of them have started doing really well yet. Yeah. But a lot of the ones that were mid-range, like, say, your Lawrence and your Leas and all that, yeah. they from I've, last I've year to this year, now, they're, now they're just, like, you know, in that tier 1.5 to 2, depending yep. on singles or doubles. Yeah. Um, obviously, Leia, like, tier 1 uh, in singles. But uh, within a year, you know, there were a lot of the ladies that went from mid-range to, like, in contention. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that. And pickleball is crazy, man. It's like you go through such highs and lows, right? It's like it's hard to – I remember at certain points maybe last year where Leia's like, I'm done with singles. I'm not playing singles. <laughs> and then, like, you just – but, like, yeah, because you just it, – it's mentally tough, right? It's like you go through these, like, tough losses. You're like, why am I out here? Why am I doing this? <laughs> the, the prize money is actually not that good for the mental anguish that I'm going through mm -hmm. on the court. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you get one good result. And you're like, oh, I love this game. You just stick with it, though. It's, yeah. it's, 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 I think it's a good lesson. It's like, 
you never know how close you are to actually breaking through, right? So mm-hmm. it's like you just stick with it. If you know you're gonna get mentally frustrated, as part of it. That's part of like getting better is doing poorly. If you're if you're losing, it means hopefully you're taking lessons from it and gonna get better from it. But um, it, <laughs> it is just funny because you know people get so down. They're like, I'm done with the sport, and then like I, I think I've said I'm done with pickleball quite a few times after <laughs> this is the dumbest sport ever why am i doing this i could be doing a million other <laughs> million other things oh so funny and it then just, it reels you back in it does <laughs> it's, it's addicting and nobody likes losing and nobody likes going out on a loss so. no you gotta end on a good note that requires you to keep playing <laughs> uh so on that note of you know kind of partnerships becoming more tennis-like more cutthroat business-like whatever you want to call it yeah. uh, there's definitely more players that have come in from a, a tennis background that very much carried over their, their tennis mentality, which is obviously competitive for sure, but definitely a good amount of gamesmanship where before it might have been a little against etiquette, like you didn't see many players doing stuff that was antagonistic or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I think you're going to see more and more of that because it's that kind of college tennis player mentality. And that's probably what we're going to see most is former college tennis players coming in. Yeah. Um, so yeah that's it, brutal. I mean, yeah, it's it's a little funny. Uh, it's a little annoying, it's a, little a little obnoxious. Yeah. I'm just like you're you are playing pickleball still. Like relax. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you got you got your players, you know, trying to hype themselves up. You know, saying stuff after you miss whatever kind of gamesmanship you want to call it. I mean, people kind of know how college tennis is. I think generally, um, fairly antagonistic at times, and obviously it's. It has been frowned upon up yeah. to this point, but it's just going to keep happening more, and more. I don't mind all that. I just don't want it to get to college tennis in terms of like hooks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's impossible yeah. for these refs to overrule mm-hmm. calls. So if calls start going bad, it could get ugly. Yeah. What What is kind of cool though is with with college tennis, it's like so much of a team mentality that I feel like that happens and it's almost accepted. Whereas in this, it's like you have peers that dislike it enough to where you kind of yeah. get ostracized. And you see them all the you get, time. Exactly. You get a little bit ostracized if you're known for doing that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, some people are going to be fine with that. So <laughs> right, <laughs> you're right, going right. to see see it happen more for sure. Um, but it, there's a slight amount of prevention to it simply because people really don't like that. And, like, the current meta where all the players are, the really good ones, none of them really do that. Yeah. And it's like exactly. it, it's not okay. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to see it more. <laughs> Uh oh, need for pickleball players to travel. So, um, Deckel is on a pickleball getaways trip right now in Costa Rica. Uh, this is the first one we've done that I haven't been on, and apparently it's going fantastic. So that's really nice to hear. But, but you have been co- to Costa Rica this year. I was, yes. Yeah, that was lovely. Uh, where I got COVID. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. What is it, Lucho? Yeah. Thanks, Thanks. Lucho. <laughs> uh, I know the exact moment we got COVID. <laughs> Adam Adam Stone tells the story so good. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were passing around. It's like this, I guess, in South America. So this guy Lucho is from Argentina. Argentina. Oh, you got to tell the, the the stabbing horse story. Yes, we'll tell oh that in a second. Oh my gosh! All right, we'll tell that in a second. But uh, so Lucho is passing around this tea. I think is it uh, mate, mate, mate. Yeah. herba mate. So he's passing around. It's hot. It's like full of these. Like it's very authentic. Full mm-hmm. of leaves. Whatever. You're drinking out of the leather cup. And you're you're, whole, you're you just. I don't know why we thought this was a good idea. Oh, there's even the straw. Yeah, so you're not like drinking a, out of like the the cup. You're drinking out of a literal straw a, in your lips. A little metal straw. And it's tradition to pass this cup yeah. around a circle, and you all take a sip out of it. Yeah. So we're all doing this, and I'm just like <laughs> slowly putting my lips up to it. It's like, are, are we sure this is okay? <laughs> like, I don't know this dude. Right? This dude's from Argentina. I have never yeah, met I mean, him. Yeah. I mean, he was passed the cup around, but there were like six other people there yeah. that we didn't know. So I'm I like, mean, no, but you know. 
not if they're uh-huh. sick, baby, or something. So yeah, that was the moment we got COVID. Uh, awesome. Like, oh, and then Adam, Adam, <laughs> Adam tells Adam's the story now. So he's good. like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I know the exact moment. He's like, Lucha was like yelling something, talking to me, like very close to my face. And I think he was laughing or and something. And he, he like said something, and then Adam's <laughs> like, I saw this spit bubble in slow motion, just like <laughs> hurling towards my face, and it landed on me. And he's like, at that moment, I knew I had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, so the the funny story that Lucho told us is he plays uh, polo, which is quite a niche sport if there ever was one. It's a very rich it's, sport. Yes, it's only for the very elite. He's, he's like a he's actually he's a like trainer. Yeah, he's the he's horse trainer. trainer. He, he's like that's where the money is. It's not that, that he, he he plays for fun, but yeah. he's mostly a trainer because that's where the money is. Like you're paying hundreds of thousand dollars for yeah. a great polo horse. Uh, but his story was like he's a trainer and obviously he has horse grooms and stuff, and basically this guy was not doing a good enough job or pissed him off or something and and. Uh, He's like, you're, you're fired. Yeah, don't don't come back. And then uh, the the groomsman goes, uh, if you come to the stables, uh, I'm going to the stables to like get my stuff. But if you come to the stables, I'm going to stab you. And so he like, said that to so he to, said to that to Lucho. Lucho. Yes. So Lucho then, fired him, and then and then Lucho's like, well, I'm not going to take that. What does he do? He goes to the stables. He's like, I had to go to the stables. That's where my horses are. Yeah, of course, I have to go to the stables. <laughs> and what is it? What happens? He gets stabbed. He, he literally got stabbed. <laughs> he got stabbed. He's got a big scar to show for it. He almost died, but he made it to the hospital, and he's fine now, alive and kicking. And the groom probably did not. Like we're, turn we're out yeah, very well. yeah. We're, we're, I mean, <coughs> we're telling that story quickly, but like he he legit almost died. No, very close. Yeah, yeah. You know, he had the medical stuff and all. He's like, if it had been an inch over, I yeah. would have died. If it had been two more minutes, I would have died. Yeah. yeah. So good job, Lucho. You made uh, it. Moral of the story: always follow the groom into the stables if they tell you not to. And always drink mate around a table in a metal straw when there's a pandemic <laughs> always <laughs> oh that's too funny <laughs> if you haven't tried urban mate though it's very nice sorry we we got sidetracked there talk about pickleball getaways oh what? yeah that was the no, point no, 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 yeah. no, it's great tangent uh my my point is that because of covid yeah people have this crazy need to travel so like getaways has done well up to this point because i think pickleball players are so addicted to pickleball that when they go on a vacation they can't not play pickleball so they want it packaged together uh, and that's that. That's certainly done well up to this point. But because people couldn't travel for a while, the need right now is just insane. Yeah, people like Costa itching. Rica, we launched within a couple of months and got like forty people. Mexico's our craziest one. So that'll be the fourth time we do it next year. We have uh, two trips of eighty back to back. That's one hundred and sixty people, which filled up in ten days. And then we have sixty people on the wait list, and that's two hundred and twenty people that want to go to Mexico. So that goes like, we got to open a third trip. Like, there's so much demand. It's like, well, next year we better raise the price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's two uh, options in scaling, yeah. right? It's more yeah. trips yeah. or higher price. Yeah, I'm sure we'll do both for sure. I think we have at least seven planned for next year. Uh, same thing happened with Europe because we had to postpone it. The, those all filled up, and then we had to open a third one, then a fourth one to accommodate the wait list. The existing member or existing people that have gone on these trips are probably gonna hate me for saying this, but to, like I've seen your prices, and y- you could say it. Like, what was the price to go to like Mexico? Like Fifteen hundred. Yeah, for how many days? Seven. And that includes what? Everything except airfare. <laughs> Bonkers. Yeah, n- so n- it, it, it's it's legit insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> actually, like it, it comes out to be like, like, like what two hundred bucks a day. Yeah, it, like you're paying that for a, a normal resort without the pickleball, Absolutely. and then suddenly you're getting a pickleball every day, which is like not your just passion, pickleball every day. It's, you're it's pickleball with like the top pros in the world, top five pros, which you can't really like you can't really pay for anymore that much. So like just like what I was saying is, you know, I went to Nebraska, got paid some ridiculous crazy amount for two days, and I'm like, well, that's kind of what I need. That's that's kind of my standard now. I don't really yeah. want to do other stuff, and I do getaways because it's my business and I love it. Um, but yeah, you're you're basically only gonna get time with me. 
teaching, like personal teaching on those trips. And that makes it a very crazy price. Crazy price. Yeah. So we really got to bump that up. 200 bucks a day, basically. <laughs> and you get world-class instruction from top five playing pros. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It feels wrong now. If but Whoever has not been on one of these, you guys <laughs> you guys kind of miss the early, the early bird special. Yeah, because it's not going to happen that much longer. Um, I'm sure it's still going to be a pretty crazy price. But uh, basically, I mean, we had to... We didn't know it was going to be such a huge demand when we put up Mexico and it filled up that quickly. And you can't really, like, go back on prices or anything, right. obviously. And we planned these trips so far in advance. You know, we might have planned this a year ago and set a price, and we got to stick to that price. But, you know, next up for any future trips, I'm thinking we're probably going to bump it up by 25% at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is <laughs> still crazy. Still crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's still very reasonable. Yeah. I'm going to start a company called Pickleball Better Getaways. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and just keep... Undercutting your price, lowballing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you remember that movie War Dogs? Yeah. Where they're at the oh, yeah. table. You said we beat out the competition. You lowballed them. But how much exactly? Well, we're not supposed to tell you this, but you boys undercut the competition by seventy million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no. <laughs> Just banging their head against the wall. Uh, that's great. So funny. Underrated movie. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It's quite good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like Miles Teller a lot. He's a good actor. Yeah. He's, he's very great. funny. Um, so that's all I have in uh, news and events. Uh, we did most of the Quinta results uh, last time because I think we recorded we were on right Sunday, yeah. before you played. So you yeah. you won both those, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, well done, Benjamin. Yay. Way to finish that PPA schedule strong. Strong. Boots. Um, um, I think Lauren and Irina played really well. They, they put up a, dude, a good fight. They played great. Yeah. They, I, I even sent them a message after saying, you guys played really good. Like, you made, like, it was Jesse and Catherine, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They looked uncomfortable in the entire match. Yeah, no, they, I, I feel like there were a couple key plays where if they had gone the other way, they easily could have won that match because they were the ones putting the pressure on. They were attacking Agreed. better. And there were just a couple errors when they got tight, and that's what made the difference. Yeah. But they, from an outside point of view, they looked better. Yep. They looked more confident. 100%. And I was like, they should win this. I feel like it was. it's one of those cases of like experience prevailed. Correct. They've been there a few more times. Mm-hmm. They handled the pressure. They weathered the storm a little bit better. They yep. won kind of the big points. But honestly, like... They were... Uh, Irina and Lauren were applying the pressure. They, they were great. attacking. Yeah. They were pushing them around the court, really. Agreed. So, I don't know if they're playing more together, but I kind of like that partnership. I do, too. And it it was really good to see Irina... Actually, I, I think you might see it a decent amount, because I yeah. thought Irina was supposed to play with Leia, then Leia went somewhere else. Uh, and then I mean, I might have picked up Lauren for a couple. Yeah, I don't know for sure though. But those are two. I don't. I don't know. Lauren might start playing with Julian a bit more because they did pretty pretty well in mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got a couple with Lauren early in mixed for next year, and talking to Irene about playing some more. <laughs> Irene is interesting. It's like we so we played all, obviously the whole time in MLP, mm-hmm. other than one, one match maybe. Um, and <laughs> I love Irina, but like the uh, I was so annoyed. Our last match before the final, what was it? It was, oh, we played maybe Dylan and Susanna Barr. Is that right? Uh, so I think that was second to last. Who did we play that morning, of Monday morning? Anyways, it doesn't matter. But we we ended up winning it. But like, 
she we were just at each other's necks like the whole time <laughs> she was like mad at me i was mad at her i'm like don't talk to me she's like don't talk to me <laughs> and then we're fine off the court right but oh, like so i funny. feel like we're both quite stubborn in terms of you know we see we both like see matches going one way and i'm like this is this is the plan this is how i'm gonna play it and she saw it a different way she's like this is how i'm gonna play it you should do this <laughs> and i'm like you just do you i just do me and then I'll, you know, we'll figure this out at the end oh it's funny but uh, so I, I yeah I actually really enjoy. I feel like playing I don't experience that experience that very much. Like yeah, because you're not very like you don't give anything. You don't talk on court. You don't like you just do eye rolls and throw your hands up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't engage. I engage. Oh gosh, well it's, well, it's funny. I was just, I I have asked for it. It's like oh do, do you want to do something particularly strategic? And I feel like every partner is just acceded to whatever I want to do. I wonder why. <laughs> It's like, hey, you can talk. Hey, you can hey, voice an opinion. Ben, it's fine. Ben, you shut up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Like, I, don't, I, I don't think people are quite there yet. Ben. But it's a team. You can talk about yeah. it. Is it though? <laughs> no. So is, when we play, in gentlemen, Casa, gentlemen, this is not a democracy. So when we this play, is a dictatorship. <laughs> when we play in Casa Grande, I'm gonna be like Ben. I know you're not comfortable with this, but I'm gonna play the left. <laughs> <laughs> that would get vetoed. And you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna be like, but you said we're a team. <laughs> you said we're a team. We're, a, we're a team. Get on that right side. You said I could talk. <laughs> I said you could talk. I didn't say I would listen. <laughs> Thank you for your suggestion. Now, <laughs> get out of my face. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, so that was looking to Casa Grande coming up. We're playing together, which will be fun. Cool. Kind of the last. Uh, you had this one open as kind of a replacement for Nationals, yeah? Because mm -hmm. you were planning on playing that, then decided not to. So we've got this freestyle trip coming beginning of December. And then who knows what we're going to do before or after. But who knows? Probably some kind of freestyle trip. Yeah. yeah. Excited about that. That'll be fun. I, I talked about it last time, but gosh, going back to Casa Grande. Never thought I'd be back there. Oh, yeah. So funny. I'm excited. Oh, I got a, got a little Airbnb. has a pool. Sick. Pretty close to the venue, I think. I love Airbnbs with It's so much better. Like. It's, it's so much it's better, better than a hotel. Yeah. Uh, a hotel depresses me. I'll let you guess. What was my favorite Airbnb experience of St. this George. past? Yes. Duh. It was so good. Yeah. Wasn't it? Like, yeah. It was just so fun. We had a we had a good house too. Who was there? It was us. Uh, AJ, the David sisters. Yeah. Uh, was Deckel there? I feel like yeah, he was. Yeah, Deckel was there. Deckel was there. Uh, was it AJ was there? Yeah, AJ was Adam there. Had to have been, right? I feel like yes. Adam and Corinne were there. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, Adam and Corinne were there. That feels like that's a mostly it. It's a hell of a house. Yeah. Is Colin there? I don't think so. No. Yeah, he was wasn't. He? Yeah, it's a great house, that's though. <laughs> yeah, and when, you get, when you get a fun house and, like, there's a snow day, we're all just staying in. So fun. Oh, and we had, like, pickleball courts right outside oh, the yeah, door. Oh, yeah, it was sick. Oh, I think Irina was there, too. I I don't know if she stayed there. Yeah, she might have just come up yeah. one time. But, uh, we, yeah, God, it was just so fun. We had the little coffee coffee spots we'd go to. Oh, so we had the drive-thru. So nice. Remember the drive-thru? The 911 drink. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. This thing was, like, <laughs> Irish cream, triple shot espresso. They just I was out of my mind drinking it. I got a large one more <laughs> over the moon. Mm, so I just good. remember that one. There's this one uh, server yeah. in the drive-thru. Huh? Oh, oh, that server. Yeah, yeah I remember this. The Go girl? Ahead. Yeah, yeah. 
She was just like, she's super chatty. Yeah. And we're like, she we're lo- for, loved it. We're here for pickleball. We're just here for a little bit. She goes, oh, you're here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I just remember that server calling you Ron and you freaked out. Oh, her. <laughs> good. That's like, I'm not even going to tell you people because I'm going to get it nonstop. <laughs> it's like Jeff calling Riley Riles. You got, oh, that's a funny story. Let's tell that story. <laughs> yeah, sure. Go Have ahead. we already done it or no? Uh, probably, but good. go yeah, again. Yeah, it's still fun. Uh, yeah, so so Warnick was like, <laughs> he was just telling me, he's like, after he called him Riles, I think he was telling me this at TOC, he was like, you know the story about why I call him Riles, right? I'm like, no. He's like, okay. Well, this is like, he was like, it was like, I've known Riley about a month at this point. He was in maybe LA playing pickleball, like playing rec and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jeff, you know, as Jeff does, chirps a lot. He's like, I don't know why. He's like, hey, Riles. And Riley like stopped whatever he was doing. He was like, looked at Jeff real seriously, and was like, "Hey, only only my grandfather calls me Riles." And Jeff's like, oh <laughs> "He's like, don't, don't call boy. me that." <laughs> don't yeah, call he's me like, that. "Don't call me that." Only my grandfather calls me Riles. And uh, so Je- like Je- the Je- one Jeff's way like, yeah. you can guarantee I'm going to call you something is if you tell me not to do it. Yeah, that's the wrong <laughs> thing to only, say to Jeff. Only calls him Riles. That's the now. wrong thing to say to Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's like, just like you said that to the wrong person. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, but yeah, so. We ordered this at a separate coffee shop. Really love it, little place. It was God, half coffee shop, half yoga studio. Just the ambiance is nice. It was so nice. It was cool. Um, don't know the name. Neither here nor there. But I ordered a whatever egg biscuit and or egg sandwich and then a coffee and then sat down and then I hear an order, you know, a name called for Ron, and I'm like, not nah, not me. My name's not Ron. My name's <laughs> Rob. Robert. Um, anything other than Ron. <laughs> and then, so I waited for a little longer and then they yell Ron again. And I'm like, if this is me, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> so I go up and I see that it's just a coffee and a, and a breakfast sandwich. So I'm like, it's probably me. And I look at the, I look at the uh, name on the coffee and it says Ron. And I go, Oh, is this for Rob? <laughs> <laughs> so pointed. Oh, and they're, so like, pointed. they're like, yeah. And I just stormed <laughs> off. I didn't wait for an answer. So it happens. It's one of my bigger pet peeves. But whenever it happens, I'm like, maybe I should just enunciate better. Maybe it's on me. Maybe I should just say Rob. It's probably on you. Every time. Hey. No, it's on them. Extreme ownership. Ultimate responsibility. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Thanksgiving, turkey bowl, and pickleball. Uh, oh, yeah. I was just going to say what my family does for Thanksgiving. We have this big backyard, so every time after Thanksgiving dinner, when you you know you're full and tired and sleepy, mm-hmm. we go out and play football. <laughs> As you should. That's I feel yeah. like that's a fantastic tradition. It is, and you know we got a big enough family and usually enough guests where it's like a six on six. <laughs> it's <laughs> so ridiculous. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> um, and pickleball sometimes we substitute pickleball for the turkey bowl, or in addition to, they're both fun because we got a driveway court. Oh. Yeah. It's a really bad driveway court. <laughs> like, it, it like works. lopsided? Uh, there's, it skids a ton. There's cracks. It bounces Well, it's a funny. driveway. You wouldn't expect it to be good. No, no, it's not oh, good It's probably all. fun. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob, what? tell us about NFTs. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I've just I've, I've, I've gone down that rabbit hole a little bit where... Uh, Took the deep dive. And, and to be clear, this is not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> to be abundantly clear. Because <laughs> if it were financial advice... You uh, could lose I, I would have yelled everything. at myself a long time ago. <laughs> <That's> correct. 
no, I don't know. I've just I've just been digging into it a little bit. Been making some purchases. I just wanted to learn about the space, so just gone through kind of the exercises of, you know, setting up a. Uh, I've I've had a cold storage wallet, which is basically how you store um, cryptocurrencies um, off the internet. I guess you could say. So it's called cold storage. Hot storage would be um, something that's native to the internet or connected to the internet like a coinbase or something like that so cold storage is when you have basically a little device usb device that you move your let's say you buy bitcoin on coinbase you move your you move your bitcoin to uh your cold storage device which basically then is just it, it's not connected to anything it's not connected to the internet so it's it's basically the most secure way to hold your stuff anyways neither here nor there so i've done that for a while but i hadn't really dug into NFTs. So, um, yeah, just started researching. Uh, basically the way it works is, so there's a bunch of, there's secondary market, there's a secondary market called OpenSea, OpenSEA.io, I believe, where you can kind of see all the different projects that are going on. You can learn about them. Um, all these projects typically have their own website where you can go and see what it's all about, what the, what they're trying to accomplish. Um, and a lot of these are going to be kind of like, pump and dumps where you know they get a bunch of hype they raise the price really fast have people buy in and then the price is high for a couple of days and plummets way down and people lose a lot of money because they they you know they bought, bought into the hype it's not actually decent. so yeah so you know those aren't always easy to avoid but you know i don't i'm not looking at it like to trade right i'm not looking to buy something low and then sell high right away i'm just looking for kind of projects that I believe will kind of stand the test of time and have longevity. Have uh, something uh, behind them. It's not just a investment yeah. thing. It's they, they got stuff going on. Yeah. They're, you know, they actually have utility. They're building community. Um, and those are pretty easy to find. Like you could, you can, if you don't know who the creator of the project is, red flag number one, right? Because if it's an anonymous developer, anonymous creator, um, you know, why are you anonymous? Uh, so like I look at who created the project, what their track record is, like kind of like how you'd invest almost in any kind of business, right? Yeah, You're not sure. going to invest in somebody that has, that you don't know or has no track record. So, uh, you know, there's one project called NF teams, uh, which is basically the first sporting league on the blockchain, which I like a couple of things. Like I like the idea of it being first and I really like the idea, I, you know, too, I like sports and they're kind of like value prop is you can own your own sports franchise, you know, first sports franchise on the blockchain. So anyways, I got involved in that project. It's a really nice community. I think the, the creator's based in Australia. Um, and when you basically own these teams, you own the intellectual property of, you know, the character that you bought. And, you know, so th they, they make it easy, like, for you to actually, like, create your own merch, all this other stuff. So... Who knows where the product's actually going to go? They have, they basically, the way they structured it was smart. They, when they created it, they, like a percentage of all the sales went into this community fund. So I believe their community fund right now is over 400 ETH, which That's I don't know what that dollar amount is, but probably close to 2 million. Uh, One eight, something like that. 1.8 million. Yeah, 4.5, yeah. Yeah. So basically, they're going to have competitions every month amongst teams and that community fund is just going to go right back to the people that win and own those teams. So kind of cool. Uh, I just kind of want to see what they're doing with competitions, like what those competitions involve. Yep. Like what, what all can you do? Yep. And I think that it's, it's going to evolve. Like, um, 
Yeah. They, I don't think they quite know either. They're building their first projects, which I think will start in January, or first competitions, which will start in January. Um, they've done a few already, which have just been purely kind of like fantasy style amongst mm-hmm. different sports, mm-hmm. but like obscure sports, like mm-hmm. who's going to win this Polish basketball game, like <laughs> just random stuff like that. And then the winner gets, you know, a little bit of something. Anyways, so yeah, I've just been digging around in NFTs, found another one that I liked a lot called uh, Curio Cards. Mm-hmm. And this one is, so another aspect of looking to like to where to kind of like invest like that I'm looking at is... So this this product's unique in terms of it was the first ever project on the blockchain, first NFT project ever on the blockchain, um, back in uh, May 2017. So it's going to always hold sig- uh, historical significance, value, yeah. I think. Um, and I think we're still so early right now in the whole NFT space. Are any of those for sale? Like, can you get any of them? Oh yeah. Cards? Really? Yeah, yeah. They're all o- they're all for sale on the on OpenSea, so secondary market. Oh, I didn't know all of them were for sale. When I read the article you sent me, I didn't see that they were for sale. Yeah. So basically, any I mean, I want to buy one. You should. Not financial advice, but you should. It was like a f- up to like five. So I saw like floor of maybe one point one ETH up to uh, like lower actually. Or something. I think I think the full like the lowest you can buy. So there's thirty different cards basically. Uh huh. And how many of each of them are there? Like are there yeah. There's a whole spreadsheet on um kind of the rarity and uh-huh. number that there are. So it's it's an it's a unique project because like all the projects now are like a very popular way to do it is you create ten thousand NFTs. Yes. So yeah. that's a super popular one. Uh, this one has a lot. It had twenty nine thousand created because uh, they didn't really like it was the first one. They were just experimenting. They didn't know what they were doing. Uh, but they had they so there's twenty nine thousand created. I think four or five thousand have been kind of lost forever with old wallets yeah. that haven't moved and they're for sure gone. Uh, so there's probably like a running circulation of 24,000. No more will ever be created. Um, but you have cards 1 through 30. And I believe 1 through 10 actually tell a story. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, no, I saw that. And then... Uh, they had like f- seven different artists? There's a few different artists that were in on the project. Um, guess, can you guess which one I bought? Even though you don't know. Uh, I don't remember. I, I think if I read the article, I could probably yeah. guess. So no, don't tell me. I'll just find it real quick. Okay. <laughs> but keep talking. Yes. Yeah, so, so what I like about it is it's the first project ever. So I think that will always hold value. Like, I, I think eventually, five years from now, people are in, like, it's going to be looked at as kind of the holy grail project. Antique. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be sick. Um, and I bought, so I bought into this first project ever, and I bought the first art ever created, basically. It's an apple. It's number one. Oh, you did the apple? I did the apple. Huh. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Uh, I just like the fact that it's the first project ever, and, and the Apple is the first art ever on the blockchain, mm-hmm. which like, I, I quite find that quite cool. Quite cool. I find that cool and pretty fun. And only 420 people own the Apple, maybe 425. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, there's there's other pieces in the Curio cards that are more rare. Like, I think cards 26, 27, somewhere up there only have maybe like a hundred or so cards issued. I think uh I think Apple has quite a few more quite a bit more than that. Yeah. Um but also Gary V's big on this project just cuz it's I think he owns over 30 curio cards. Like Sounds he, like he went hard yeah. on it because he same same thing I think is like uh, in a few years from now this thing's going to be legit. Like yeah. it's uh, just an antique. Yeah, like you hear about like, you've probably heard, if you've heard about 
you know, Ethereum and NFTs at all, you've probably heard of CryptoPunks, which is known as being kind of the OG, like legit blue chip NFT. Right. Um, like if you have a crypto, I, I don't know how much CryptoPunks the floor is uh, now, but it's, it's stupid. Like 40 ETH or something. Yeah, it's something stupid. So it's super expensive. Uh, but this predates CryptoPunks. So yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I believe in this one a lot. So that's NFTs. I just, I've, I think we're coming into a crazy new world where a lot's going to change. Like, it's not NFT is not gonna like we talked about this the other day. NFTs aren't gonna just be art and like collectibles. It's just the easiest thing to apply it to immediately. Right. It's the tip of the iceberg. Like and I told the you, whole world beneath. Like it. it's gonna, it's gonna eventually be how you know properties bought and sold. It's gonna be how contracts. Yeah. Any basically anything that has a contract or an agreement, it's gonna be on the blockchain eventually. Mm -hmm. um, so the world's moving this way. It's the best kind of ledger you can have. Yeah. So that's that's all I had on that. That's it? That's it. That's it? Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> it for now. <laughs> All right. Not even to mention the, the stuff I want to do in NFTs. Oh, right, yeah. Like, I like the idea no, of creating my own project. Couple we'll get there. A couple pet ideas. We'll get there. Uh, MLP Future. I'm so psyched about MLP. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to get so much bigger. Uh, I know I, I was going to see Steve today and talk about what. Oh, we should meet up, yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely got to do that. But uh, I'm just looking forward to adding more teams, adding more owners. Yeah. The whole concept is so cool. I was on a call with a guy yesterday that, that was going to talk to Steve and just basically about uh, how MLP could improve. And I was just like, this, it was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. And the crazy part of it is I could just see so many ways how it could be even better, and I already had a ball. Yep. So. I, I don't think it gets better as that in terms of uh, being a player and even a spectator mm -hmm. watching. It's just so fun. Such high quality stuff. Like even I, man. Like I know I left for most of the day, like not watching matches. I could have I could have easily sat there all day and watched every single mm -hmm. match easily yeah. and been like really invested yeah. in it <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. One one thing I suggested I was like, you know, I think as a team we had one of the best things, which was you know our team owner provided a team house. Yeah. And we had that kind of fun team experience i'm not sure yep. everyone got that i was like in the future i think every team owner part of it is just you know like pro provide a house for all your players yep i think yeah we so that's one of the things i talked to steve about and it's such a it's such an easy thing to do mm -hmm. and, and it goes it, a long it, way it, yeah the upside of that is so good and like team team bonding like we talked about this like you get to know players that you don't typically lucy's doing roles that you don't <laughs> typically get to know very well yeah, right that's awesome. so um yeah I like where it's going. Um, yeah, there's 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 some interesting takes on formats, um, expansion, what to do with the expansion, because once you get past kind of, um, there's a lot of high like the quality on the guy side stays pretty high, pretty deep. Yeah. Right. Like you could go to you could go to 16 teams, 32 32 guys on those teams. And not have a crazy drop-off. No. Like, it could be really solid still. On the women's side, I think the drop-off happens when you're getting into, like, the low, low to mid-20s. Yeah. The low to mid-20s, it's going to be quite a drop-off in terms of ability right now. Um, but if the women keep trending like they have this past year, which is new women up. coming into the sport, yeah. getting better, um, it could they could catch up quick. Yeah, and that's why I think the next event if you're going to expand teams should go up to 12 teams not 16 12 is a good number and you can have two pods of six cut to top four or top two yeah it's easily done i really like the the idea around 12 teams like yeah so two pods of six 
you play five matches mm-hmm. in the pool play instead of what we do seven. Seven. Yeah. So you have less matches in pool play, which I think you know is better. Because uh, at some point it, the pool play doesn't matter as much for some of those teams once you get to like right. six and seven. But if you're in a if you're in a sixteen pool, you could be one and two. And still be in it. In contention, yes. If you're 0-3, probably not. Right. Like, I talked to Steve about this. But if you're 1-2, you're still alive. Correct. So there's still stuff to, you know, that's, that's whereas in, if you're in a bigger pool and you're only taking, if you're only taking two teams out of a pool of eight, less so. Right. But I like that idea of taking two teams out of a, each six-team each pool. Each pot of six. So you have a semis. Off. Yes, I like that too. Sem- so that, would, that would be my idea. The format. semis would be so exciting. Yeah. God. Like, it would be, it's like a four-team college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's epic. Um, so you do the semis one night and then do the finals the following evening and that's call just good TV. Call it a night. Yeah, that's, just that's, good TV. that's just good TV. I like that. Um, anything else about MLP? I just no, there's yeah, there's just lots of talk, uh, but nothing kind of formalized yet. We'll keep you up to date as we as we know more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had quite a day yesterday on the <laughs> on the farmstead here. <laughs> the farmstead. <laughs> it felt like a farmstead. We do have homestead, farmstead. Oh yeah, is, is farmstead a word? No. Homestead. I bet Farmstead's a word. It's not a I'm hundred percent bet it's a word. What do you want to bet? Oh five gosh. bucks. <laughs> okay, I'll bet you five bucks. Uh, you already have my Venmo, so. Are you looking up Farmstead? Dang it! Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I should have bet more than five. Commit. Believe in Believe yourself. Believe in yourself. Hey, Jinx. <laughs> Jinx, you can't talk the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so it's on the farmstead. Um, God, man, he's farmstead so much now just to rub it in. <laughs> yeah, so there's cows. So th- we're fenced in. We're in a, a home, but quite a lot of land around us. No real neighbors to speak of. We actually border the Dreamland property. But outside the immediate fence to the house, there are cows running amok, um, animals. But there's rollers at the front gate of this house. At the fence, so cows can't come across because the hooves, whatever. Blah. Um, so yesterday, Lucy starts losing her mind, barking, but she she does this often if she sees like even a cow outside the gate. Um, see you. Hey, you can grab me a coffee, please, sir. How are we doing? Recording? We're at one ten. Oh yeah, I know. I see. But are we uh, one oh one here? So that that's gonna have some juicy content. Yeah. Ten minute pre content. Uh, just let me tell my farmstead stories. Yeah, well, let's ahead, not worry about ahead, time. We ahead, haven't even gotten to the Q&A yet. No, no, no. I'm not worried about time. I was just checking that the iPad didn't shut the recording on. Is it good? Yeah. So we're cruising. We're cruising. Okay. Um, I don't know why I yelled at you to get me a coffee. I apologize. But <laughs> <laughs> I would like somebody. To <laughs> Assistant! AJ. Biscuit. <laughs> hey, biscuit. We're telling the biscuit story now, actually. Uh, so anyways, animals can't get across the rollies, so we thought. So cows can't come in, so we thought. It's a fact. Cows can't get in because... They're scared. They can't jump. But you know what can get in? Goats. Freaking billy goats. I don't know if it's a billy goat. <laughs> What's the difference between a goat and a billy goat? Billy goats are from mountains. Sure. Says a guy that doesn't know farmstead's a word. Anyways, on my farmstead, we had billy goats here yesterday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I was shocked that I was, like, going around the fence because there's, like, I'm like, there has to be a breach. There has to be a hole in the fence somewhere. Uh, it turns out there wasn't. They are just able to jump over the rollies. I didn't know goats were that athletic. Because the rollies are quite long. Super athletic. Have you ever seen them jump up a mountain? That's why they're billy goats. Billy goats, correct. I don't know how they made it here from the mountain, but here they are. So they're still jumping. Um, but anyways, these goats were, like, there were four. One mom, three little babies, and the mom was wildly aggressive. 
wildly aggressive. I like I'm walking over Lucy. Lucy's scared. She runs away. But I like I start walking towards the mama goat, like thinking like, okay, she's gonna. Well, one, I was confused. Why is there a billy goat in our farmstead? Um, but once I got past that, I was like, okay, let's get this thing out of here. Uh, because what what she started doing, she started ramming planters like <laughs> the horns. Yeah. So she starts ramming stuff on the property, like knocked over two planters, like big plants, like well, it's like ramming her head into the plant, destroyed the plant, knocked over the planter, like, oh, this thing's like aggressive. Then it goes up to a tree and like starts doing the same thing to a tree. <laughs> like, it's like teething or something, but horning, you know? I, I, well, you know, like babies teeth, like their I, teeth I hurt, so they want to like chew on stuff, I think. Uh, Is that how it works? I don't know. I don't have a baby. Talking about. Uh, but I'm, I'm assuming like their horns hurt or something, so they wanted to like scratch it or bump them on stuff. <laughs> I love your theories. Farmstead. Uh, so anyways, I'm like, okay, I have to get this thing out of here because it's like causing actual property damage. Um, so I start trying to like shoo it and it starts, Heard it. it starts trying to shoo me. Like it starts coming at me. So I, <laughs> so I start backpedaling. Like it won the standoff. I start backpedaling. I run around the back of the house, go inside the house, look outside the window. Because <laughs> you're scared. <laughs> scared. Little Robert like, peeks out the window. Is still I'm there? scared of the billy goat. Oh, gosh. And then uh, it it starts coming up to us. Like our car's out front. Like I'm afraid it's going to ram the car. Um, but ultimately what happens is AJ is like, should Chet Subaru wrestle this billy goat? <laughs> I'm like, yes, it, yes. Everyone wants to see that. He should. Uh, but I talked to Robert, who's kind of the property manager, and he's like, you guys, uh, like, he's like, yeah, it shouldn't be in there. I don't know how it got there. It's not the neighbors, because we thought it was the neighbors, maybe. They're like, don't know where these billy goats came from. But anyways, we had to get, we had to, like, try to get them out of the property. So AJ goes outside with his hockey stick and, like, tries to run him off. And uh, the billy goat starts chasing him, <laughs> like, legit, like, full sprint, like, coming at him with horns. <laughs> And there's video of this, actually. I think uh, Matt Mayfield, like Jack did a story on it yesterday on Instagram. Uh, but Matt Mayfield, I think, posted it to the kitchen. So you can go, out, you did. go out and see this because it's real stuff. Uh, so you, there's a video of AJ running across the yard with a hockey stick away from a billy goat with a billy goat chasing him. And, uh, AJ, and that's just quality entertainment. AJ luckily made it out. Um, but the billy goat, I think, is dead. <laughs> just kidding. Because Chet, Chet Subaru, there, there Chet no, Subaru just choked it out. There's no. Uh, well, speaking of Lucho, another name that came up. You know, we talked about Lucho from Argentina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's another Lucho around here. Robert was like, "I'm gonna get Lucho to come over there and wrangle the wrangle the billy goats." <laughs> right. So Lucho came over, and I was sitting here yesterday, the same exact spot, and I see uh, Lucho. Lucho somehow got the mom on a leash thing, and the babies are like chasing after the mom, and Lucho's got the Lucho's got the mom like wow. walking her out somewhere, and. Uh, the mom's like not happy though. Yeah, I'm want, sure. Doesn't want something around her neck, so she's like doing all crown and crazy moves. Anyways, just goats on the property. That's all I got. <laughs> Let's move on. Good <laughs> not. I mean, goodness gracious. All right, moving on to. Uh, oh, you know what? I didn't do my voices for freestyle. Oh, you mean freestyle? Oh, I missed that. You mean freestyle. Um, hot takes. I like that. Mm. I'm gonna start with this one because it's hot. I started a fire last night, and people should have basic skills. I, d- I still don't believe that you did. I, I have pictures to prove it with a timestamp on it, all right? Did you use lighter fluid? No. Nope. Did you use gasoline? Nope. Did you use a blowtorch? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I used uh, wood, paper towels, and a match. Or no, a lighter. So I got a funny fire story. <laughs> all right, go ahead. 
So in college, I, I went to college in Asheville, North Carolina. And this was like, I think right around when I was graduating, but me and a friend and another friend basically were like, let's go camping tonight. <laughs> so we drove like 45 minutes up the Blue Ridge Parkway to this little place called Skinny Dip Falls. Beautiful little hiking and camping spot. Um, it's like this little tiny little waterfall. The water's freezing cold no matter what time of year it is. Um, but low, like we, we stopped on the way. There's a place to grab like firewood and stuff and like some supplies, a cooler or whatever. So we get our stuff. Uh, I am not an outdoorsman. <laughs> I'll tell you that right. I'll preface the story by saying I am not an outdoorsman. <laughs> and neither were the other two friends that were with me. But, you know, how hard is it to get firewood and start a fire, right? <laughs> not, shouldn't be very hard. Uh, what I didn't take into account, it had rained basically the whole previous last week. So everything was damp on the at the campsite. Um, but we're drinking, I don't know, probably whiskey. <laughs> and just, you know, the sun's starting to set. We can't, we can't see anything. We don't have a flashlight because, you know, who, who brings a flashlight camping? And uh, we're like, okay, well, we need light. And it's also cold because we're in the mountains. And we're like, okay, well, let's get this fire going. Um, so one, we don't even start trying to build the fire until, like, it's dark outside <laughs> problem number one can't see anything uh, but we basically we, we we get the fire started enough to where it's like it's smoking a little bit there's a little bit of a flame but mm -hmm. it's mostly smoke yeah and like we had like some like newspapers and so like we have our car kind of close so we brought like all like any kind of paper we could find in there we brought it mm -hmm. we eventually go through all the paper and it's still kind of <laughs> smoking and the flame's <laughs> not much bigger and it hasn't really caught uh the big logs haven't caught anyways so we're like running out of stuff. So like it's cold. Like I'm getting really cold. Yeah. I've drank a lot of whiskey. Like I'm <laughs> not like uh, like I'm gonna freeze to death out here. I can't really feel it, but I feel like I know that I'm cold. <laughs> and uh, so we're like, well, what else can we? What else can we put in there to keep this fire going? Because like nothing was catching. We were just living. We were living like piece of paper by piece of paper. We're like oh, we got a little flame. <laughs> living. By piece we were. We like we. So we're like, okay, well, what else can we burn out here? And we started burning our clothes. <laughs> 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 You've got to be kidding me. You're such an idiot. Well, like, I got a book bag and I got some clothes for tomorrow that I don't necessarily need to wear. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I was like, oh, well, I don't. I hope that didn't fail. I don't like the shirt that much. <laughs> oh, of course it failed. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing like, could. nothing was going to catch. We were just trying to stay warm for the minute. Oh, I was like, the, it was, it was. Did you give it up and did you go home? No, gave it up, but it just slept in a, slept in the tent. It's freezing. Freezing all night. What a great idea. That's um, a great reason to go camping. So, anyways, that's my camping story in North Carolina. Yeah, well, I, I succeeded in starting a fire last night, despite things being damp, because I'm a master at creating the little wood pyramid yeah. with the kindling beneath it. Yeah. It's just just the smart well, way to do well, things. Well done, Benjamin. Yeah, I mean, I'm no Boy Scout, but at least I can start a fire. You're an outdoorsman. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I can also split wood. I used an axe last night, too. I felt so primal. That axe down there is legit, too. Yeah. yeah. We're not wrapping it up, Jack. Jack's giving us a wrap it up sign. We're just getting started, actually. Oh, you're on camera, Jay Train. <laughs> How was your workout? Eh. Hey, th no, this podcast is going to deviate like it did last week. And I'm going to have to edit the whole thing. We'll talk to you shortly. Be gone with you. Be gone with you, Or Jay you Train. can stay. Just we'll don't keep we'll talking. We'll to talk us, to I you guess. shortly. I got an idea. Talk to Lucy. Are you ready to go drink wine? So we got Jack. Jack popped. I'm going to try to give you guys contact so it's not complete nonsense for this 30 seconds. Uh, so Jack just walked over. We're, we're recording at the farmstead. Uh, Jack came over, told us to wrap it up. We told her no. Because we're for you guys, the people. Of the people. 
for the people. Can I say it? By the people. Can I say it? Yeah. In the people. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, no. All right. My my only other hot take for today is that I think very long players would break pickleball. I think if I could choose anyone to be really good and I could train them to be the best, I'd take like a John Isner, like somebody just really long that has a good tennis background because you could never hit a drop on him. He'll just basically touch the net and yeah, that, that'll never happen. He's got great hands. He's got good volleys. Yeah. Like how, how do you beat that? And singles, like you can't pass him. Yeah. We should get Isner on the podcast. I would love to talk to Isner. I bet we could, I uh, bet yeah, we could do it. He's a really nice guy. Uh, French, you know, plays with him a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I know he's, decent but i'm just like why are you not so much better <laughs> it's such an easy game Hon- honestly though i think he's playing like he sees everybody else playing yeah when he doesn't and need to like, play no no like no, no, no. Play. just stand on that line big man reach and don't everything. let anything bounce reach everything everything God, it'd be so hard to get in yeah it's so annoying crazy i would d- i you'd end up playing it like there is no kitchen line you just drive everything at him and just try to go right through him yeah that's tough though because the the challenge for the big guy right mm-hmm. is going to be hands i think yeah it always like is. he's got He's got good hands, got though. Good I don't know how hands, yeah. fast they are, but he's got very soft hands. And powerful enough. Like yeah. It's easy. It's so miniature to him. But that's my hot take. You know, you can... But you can tangle big guys up. You can. You can. And they don't um, let many balls go. Well, my hot take is I don't care about your athleticism. I'm yes. just taking... I'm taking the big man. Yeah. All right? I agree. Yeah. Good Good luck blocking uh, Boban Marjanovic. Yeah. All right? And that's why this game's so cool, though, because, like, you always say it. It's an unsolved game. Uh-huh. Right? Like, Nobody there's so many... Nobody who the best player should be. There's so many... Uh, yeah, there's just so many things that haven't been explored yet, <laughs> especially the big dude. Um, the big man. I, like when I talked to Steve the other day when, you know, he sent us a message, we were talking about like where he, he, he always goes to this um, Brian Brothers experiment, like experiment yeah. um, where he's basically like if you ask any tennis player, like if you ask Andy Roddick or somebody like that, um, if you gave the Brian Brothers six months to become the best team in the world, would they do it? And Andy Roddick like laughs and says, <laughs> three months, <laughs> you know. Um, whereas, in, if you ask a like a pickleball player, they'll be like, no, they'll be good, but no. And it would just be it would be a fascinating experience. Like so he talks about doing like a Netflix documentary where like they get a million they get a million bucks mm-hmm. if they are able to accomplish it. Yeah. After a year, that'd be awesome. And you you document the whole journey, and then if they don't, you know, they get something, but not yeah. not a million bucks. Um, I don't think they would do it. Hot take. Do you? A year? No, I don't think they do it. Yeah. Another hot take. Oh, Mr. Biscuit. No, we're not going off topic right now. Don't don't start with other conversations again. Only listener. Oh. He's only a listener. We've got a right live now. studio good, audience. Good man. Live, live studio audience that's quiet is the best kind of audience. <laughs> a, a quiet biscuit is the best biscuit. <laughs> do, you, do you know what it's time for? He was a fast biscuit yesterday. He, he was. But do you know what it's time for? You realize... That we're about to have our largest Q and A session ever, and that means I gotta go bigger than ever. Yes, you do. Thing. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <sighs> I, I, I well, that was that caught. One second. <laughs> I need to do it all <laughs> over was, again. You're gonna anti- get this on video. All right, ready? Anticlimactic. Questions. <laughs> Questions of the week. Questions. You, uh, yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> that was your. That was Best your ever? Most intense ever. Yeah, I'll say that. For sure. Where are the questions at? Uh, I, s- I texted you the Google link. Uh, so, of course, we'll start off with our freestyle fam uh, questions. You guys are a priority. So, uh, from Manny, we got 2022 goals. 
uh, uh, easy, Manny, to lot not lose any matches. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that, that sounds lofty for me. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah. Uh, no, uh, 2022 goals. Uh, my, my my goal, I think, for a while has been to get sol solidly into the top five. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. So for 2022, in, in men's, is very nice. mix has too many variables. But That's men's, true. I feel like I can do it. Uh, from our boy Mike Betancourt, how did the Freestyle Boys first meet, and how did it get to here? Great question, Mike. I don't think either of us actually know the answer to that. I, like remember, I, I, I remember how we met. I don't really remember how it developed that much. Well, let's... Talk about when we met then. We met in Savannah. Yeah. So Savannah Golf Club, I don't know. Oh, I was li was I living there for like a week? Uh, was that when yeah, I... Yeah, yeah, You were there for like a little while. You were either visiting or hadn't moved in yet or had moved in or was planning to move. But basically you were in Jalen's area, Hilton Head, that, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, Jalen. So I, I've known Jalen for a while. And she's just like, oh, there's me and Rafa and this new guy you haven't met, Rob. Just come play with us. I was there for, I visited her for like two days. Yeah. Um, so she had me come play. I was slightly hungover. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's that's how we met. I just remember you not saying a, like a word. You're just like, oh, nice you didn't you. say a word either. Yeah, that's classic. So we were, we were <laughs> I think we were. We Got to say this. We were supposed to play like at, I don't know, nine a.m. or something. <laughs> and it's like, and Jalen's there. She's like, yeah, he's not up yet. I'm like, what do you mean he's not up? We're supposed to play at nine. And you eventually came like at ten thirty. I'm like, this guy, <laughs> such a diva. My God. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, anyways, we played a little bit. I remember the very I blame it on Jalen. She got me drunk the night before. <laughs> I remember the very first point, too. Well, I don't. <laughs> I was like, this guy is aggressive. <laughs> what did I do? Uh, so it was like you served, I returned, uh, you hit a drop. I think you hit a drop to whoever was playing. I was on the Rafa. right side. You hit a drop to Rafa. Uh, Rafa hits it across to Jalen. You burnt her, <laughs> like <laughs> your second shot of the morning, <laughs> and you 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 laser it right at me. <laughs> Good but, morning. But my hands are laser. My hands are blazing fast, so you couldn't get it past me or through me. So I block it back in. I think we win the point, but I was like, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> the guy shows up an hour and a half late, and first thing he does is try to hit me <laughs> off of Bert. <laughs> So that was funny. Um, how did we get here? I don't know. We started a podcast. We <laughs> that's a that was <laughs> terrible a, timeline. Yeah, no, that was that so was we we met like in Savannah and then we started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was ten months later, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, we did a lot of other stuff before then. I don't know. We we just kind of continuously were around each other. Yeah, no, I think so. We eventually from Savannah, Jack and I came down to Florida, mm -hmm. which you were in Florida quite often at the time. Um, and then yeah, we just started playing more, hanging out more. And then the natural progression is clearly to start a podcast. Clearly. Always. Yeah, that's so what everyone should aim to get to. So that's that's that. Uh, Lovely question. I'm going to – I liked uh, Tony's notes here. Uh, it says, very important question here in all caps. Okay. And the question is, this is best Bob on here. So a lot of these are Instagram handles. He says, how did they cram all the gram into golden grams? Huh? <laughs> They cram the gram into all the golden grams. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's on you. To all the golden grams. Is that a riddle? <laughs> yeah. Very important. Who put it very important? Bob or Tony? Uh, Tony. Huh. Where's this at? Oh, very important question. Yeah, I see this. Very important question. How do they cram all the gram into golden grams? What's a gram? 
I don't know. I mean, the spell like that, I've I have no idea. Gram like a measurement, I know that. I I don't know how to answer this. I'm sorry. Best Bob on here. You uh you stumped you stumped <laughs> the freestyle boys. Well done. <laughs> now don't ever ask us a question again. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Then I guess we can start from the top or the bottom. I like starting from the bottom personally. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Uh, tournaments. Oh, from Vicky Love. Oh yeah. So Big I'll read. I'll read this out. Uh, it's a long, so the longest one. So WTA is threatening to pull all ten planned WTA tournaments from China if they don't provide clear evidence regarding the health, safety, and freedom of tennis player Peng Shui. Shui, is that right? Shui. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and looking forward to the future growth of pickleball internationally. What are your expectations for the PPA, USA Pickleball, and other? Pickable organization's responsibility for determining whether to hold events partner slash partner with countries that have well-documented human rights issues, fall under dictatorships, and are subject to other controversial current matters. Um, one, I don't know if, yeah, I could see, I could see PPA moving international. I think USA Pickleball is never going to be the body that does that deals with international issues mm-hmm. um like you're like like the yeah, ones you're I mean, mentioning you're, you're kind of comparing atp that would most likely be the ppa yeah so i think you know the comparison for usa pickleball <coughs> would be like usta yeah which usta is not going to deal with any matters outside the country uh, but with ppa i think you're you're also going to be looking at kind of who takes over that international organization or the, like the living international body whether it's like uh you know I, there's a couple international organizations right now right right like world like yeah. wpf whatever i don't know what the other one is uh, but neither really. Like they don't do that much. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I just make the question simpler, and it's if you just consider the PPA, because you don't, I don't know enough about any yeah. of the other organizations. Like I'd expect them to conduct themselves similar to the WTA or ATP, and I feel like if uh, countries have certain issues that are unacceptable to them, then you know there's there's got to be something that makes that decision slightly subjective. But uh, they're certainly in line that y- you can't cross. Like there, there's. A line where you gotta, you know, take some action as somebody like the uh, organization like the PPA. And yep. I'm sure there's some subjectivity where maybe you know things aren't as good as they should be in a, in a certain country, and you're still uh, okay with it to some extent. Um, you know, a lot of countries have a lot of issues, and it's it's just very highly subjective, I think. But the point is, I think uh, organizations like the PPA or ATP or WTA have more than no responsibility. That's for sure. They have some. Yeah. No, I agree. I think. This is a big issue. I think WTA is um, doing the right thing and threatening to pull those events. I mean, that's a that's a huge part of the WTA's revenue, right? So it's not a what ten tournaments? Yeah, so ten planned WTA tournaments in China. It's a lot, um, but yeah, I mean, you either stand for something or you don't. And the fact that I don't know if everybody listening to the podcast, I don't know. I'm not super familiar with everything that's going on uh, with Peng Shui, but I I do know she spoke up about um i think one of the senior like leadership uh executives and you know whatever china's athletic governing body is. yeah governing body is for tennis um she spoke out about uh being se- either sexually harassed or sexually abused um which is super brave of her to do right especially, especially knowing china and their the censorship that, and yeah. the, all of that so yeah i mean just one super admirable for her even you know being able to do that um and two i think yeah i think you have to have her back right 
you have to have your players back in something that's such yeah, that's I such mean, a black and white thing, need right? To feel supported by their like it's a it's definitely a supportive relationship between the two. I just hope she's okay because I know like China released some statement from her allegedly that sounded very scripted and uh, did not sound like it would be somebody like that at all. So yeah, um, yeah ho- hopefully this comes to a decent outcome and you know she's found safe and 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 fine. So, but uh, good question. Thank you, Vicky. Next one. Uh, would adding senior pros to MLP teams be good for pickleball? Well, funny you mentioned that because <laughs> we were just That's talking about this. Yeah, it's been a topic. It's been discussed. Um, my personal take on it is, um, and I, while I while I love many of the senior players and I love that there's a se- that there is a senior pro tour, I think MLP did such a ridiculously good job of building a brand from scratch mm-hmm. and executing on the event that expanding in, into senior pro would kind of dilute the brand a little bit. That's my take. Yeah. And I, I think their entertainment value was so high. And like we were saying before, I just don't think seniors provide the same entertainment value. And I don't want to, like I said, I, you know, I have senior player friends that I like a lot. Um, but I, I feel like it would dilute, like you were saying, just a little bit where it, it takes away slightly. Yeah. And I know... What adding senior pros to MLP teams? Okay, so his questions, um, or maybe yeah, I think it's so the question specifically about adding senior pros to the ex- like to existing like being drafted alongside. I think right, mm-hmm. that sounds like the question. I think if they were to do anything, they would create a separate senior pro MLP event um, that maybe leads up to it or concludes whatever. Um, in both scenarios, I don't feel like it's the right play. From a, I don't know, from a branding aspect, from you know, from a way to certainly uh, not this soon. There's too much other stuff to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know they're, I know they want to have extensions of MLP um, to continue to grow the sport. But I think the core product of the senior uh, of the of the pro event is so strong that it it needs to stand alone. Yeah. Like it needs to be a standalone event. Hmm. So that's nice. that. Uh, what kind of new different format would you like to see for a pro tournament? Um, good question, but I think we may have just seen it. I think the uh, the team style should happen more. Uh, MLP made it very clear that it was super high entertainment value, and I don't really have an answer to your question simply because I think that format just blew all others out of the water and, and yeah. in terms of ones I would consider. I think they nailed it. I don't think I'd change. Like, I was very, I was very questionable on the games to 15. I thought yep. it might be too short, might be too quick. They were I actually per- thought they it was were perfect. perfect. I actually yep. thought it was perfect. Same. Um, how was MLP with Rob, future tournaments together? Uh, Robert did really well. Seven um, out of I eight matches. Yes, I, and I will say I'm not an easy player to play with. Um, I'm good, but I'm not easy to play with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he did a great job of holding up and adapting, so you definitely got to change your game style a little bit when you're playing with me, and uh, you did a very good job of that. And really, the only we, uh, match we lost, it wasn't because... We did stuff incorrect. I mean, uh, there were a couple strategic things that we should have done better. But in that one, honestly, just we didn't play well. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not, no, 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 no. I, I <laughs> shoulder, f- like, <laughs> God. That's, it's like when I, like, I was actually consciously trying to, like, forget that match immediately. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Rob, you're not a bad player. You just had a bad match. Let's forget this right now and move on. Let's, let's, let's bury and this. You did, and you did a great job let's of that. You, you performed as, as we needed to after that. And well, that I was got what was important. Mix, mix clenched. Uh, mix was good because it 
mean meant we didn't have to go to singles against them. So mm-hmm. I was able to. Honestly, I I knew like I just needed to. I just felt really isolated in that match, and I felt like I couldn't move, and I felt like I couldn't get a rhythm in the men's match. I know like if I go into a mixed match, like I'm gonna be able to move more, I'm gonna be able to get into a rhythm, and I won't miss stupid things. So. I like I wasn't worried about going from like such a bad match to to playing mix, but it, it was definitely like dude. <laughs> <laughs> it just gave me the, like the the ugh. yeah get that out of here. One of those icky ones. Uh, future tournaments we got Casa Grande, and that's all we have planned. Yes, sir. Uh, what are your favorite tournaments and why? Personally, two spring to mind for me: the San Clemente PPA because it's my favorite venue of this year, and MLP because it was amazing, as we've clearly talked about for many reasons. E MLP clearly. Um other than that for me, let's think. I do have to say I also uh like things where anything is walkable. I love that. So walkable ones were Denver. Uh, Denver was definitely one of my favorites. That would probably be third on the list, even though it was a smaller PPA and the venue wasn't crazy nice, yeah. but it was just everything was walkable and I love that downtown. Uh same could be said of uh, the JW Marriott, that was nice because you could just stay mm-hmm. at the Marriott and walk out of the courts. Mm-hmm. I like walking to the courts. Same with La Quinta. That was yeah. great. Uh, and Delray was pretty nice because I like their downtown area too. Yeah, it's very true. I think, uh, yeah, anything walkable, it's like it's like where you live. Like anything, If you live somewhere walkable, it's fun. Right. If you play somewhere walkable, it's fun. I would like to see a tournament in the mountains somewhere. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, like Red, Red Rock was the closest. You had Vail sometimes. I yeah, Vail was really cool. Yeah. It was like in a walkable kind of spot. Oh yeah, it was uh, Vale Village. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, so mountain tournaments would be fun. Uh, how would you feel about a tour season that made you play with different partners each week? Uh, well, I've done like a tournament like this where we played with three different men's partners. It was the Simi Valley Triple Crown. And I had a ball doing that, so I think maybe a, a mini season, like say it's a four tournaments in a row where you play different with different partners. That would be a lot of fun. That would I, be. I would, I'd love to change it up. That would be really fun. I think people would love to watch that, too. Oh, for sure. It's just like MLP. You get to see new matchups, and everyone loves that. And nobody does that very much. Like, you don't naturally see a lot of new partnerships because you want your best partnership, and your best ones are going to be your consistent ones. But right. it's very fun to play with new people. But I also think, like, similar to MLP, like, you discover new things about, like, oh, I could mesh really well with this person. Mm-hmm. Oh, for like sure. This could turn and you don't always have time to experiment like that. Right. Well, you don't you want to, to, right? Right, exactly. It's, it's not worth it if you... If you're <laughs> going into a tournament and you, like, find a new partner and then you guys are horrible together. <laughs> but, like, if you're forced to do it, it's 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 fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the success of MLP, should there be more tournaments held that follow the fo- that format? Yes. I think it would get old if we did too many, but yeah. uh, absolutely, it, it was proven to be very successful. So, are they referring to more MLP events, or are they referring I th- I to tournaments format, doing that, that format, format? Yeah, I I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think just more team-oriented stuff, more new partnerships, is stuff that everyone likes. Yeah. Uh, who are you going to partner with next year, both men's and mix? So I think uh, Rob talked about that a good amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot with Tyler Loong, a couple with Pat, a couple with J Dub. Uh, mix. You got Stratman. Stratman. Um, I got a r- also a random mix. A little bit with uh, Megan, uh, Dijon Mustard. Um, but yeah, m- mix is open. I've talked a little bit to. He's available, guys. You need to throw said. a good word into Catherine. Oh, she okay. she's got Riley for begin at the beginning, and then she's you know I was talking to Athena. She's got some openings. She's got like seven she needs. Throw in that good word. I got you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm playing with uh, a few with Simone, mostly with Annalie Waters, uh, mostly with Colin, and like two with Deckel. 
I'm curious to see how you and Annalie will be on court together. Probably pretty funny. I think so. <laughs> do you have any? How do you feel about that partnership? Uh, I mean Obviously, she I she's very good. Yeah, she's extremely good. I'm gonna play like I always play because I think it benefits any partnership I'm in for me to just be my best self. Yep. So I'm, I don't really how do you adapt a little bit, but I'll usually just play how I play. How do you feel it's gonna affect the way she plays? Um, I actually think she's gonna like it quite a bit because when I start firefights, it's very beneficial for her. Yeah. Um, I feel like she can't be too tentative and. We're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to be tentative. I, I think we're going to try I to bully people with hands. A steady defensive team. No. <laughs> uh, but she does have good defense. Gets us, she does, Gets yeah. people back into points a lot. Um, You're going to yeah, just have her I, sit backhand and get off the court? Uh, she can sit any way she wants, but uh, she can certainly fade. That's yeah, always a good fade. strategy. Uh, and then I'm, I'm sure mentally a little bit, I'm definitely going to be more of uh, the strategist than ever. Like I've talked to her about that stuff before, like yeah. some singles advice that she's asked for. So I'll, I'll she definitely. She seems super receptive to that stuff. She too. is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll be kind of the primary thing. And I know her, her parents seem to coach her like quite a bit and I think they'll probably just lay off and let me kind of do my thing. Yeah. Uh, cause they seem to trust me with that. And same thing with like mental, like not really a, a mentor, but more obviously on the more mature one. So yeah. It's a little different than most past partnerships. Before we move on to the next, mm-hmm. uh, just quick note, because people listening are probably like, what's fade mean? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Fade just means, um, so for instance, uh, in mixed doubles, my uh, women's partner is on the right side. Uh, a fade just means they move either to their right or to their left such that when they get attacked, they won't be guessing between forehand or backhand. They're only looking to hit one of them, and that just greatly reduces your time in terms of countering. If you don't have to guess backhand or forehand, your countering gets a lot better. Generally, it's easier to fade to your right off the court such that you're either hitting a backhand or if it goes to your forehand, the ball's out. Yeah, so you're committing to the backhand in most cases, mm-hmm. and then you're just literally fading or sliding to your right, mm-hmm. just so people understand. Fading off the court. Yeah. How um, can we grow tournaments so all 5 million players in the U.S. want to compete in them? I, th- I don't think you're ever going to do I don't that. You're yeah, just going to increase your numbers, and then you're going to get more people playing tournaments. But right. I'm not concerned about uh, like the 100% of people that play pickleball playing tournaments. Like That's just not all people. Yeah, and I think, yeah, so it's almost the wrong question. It's I think the better question is how can we grow pickleball so there's more than 5 million players in the U.S. that that play? And then I think the percentage that play tournaments will probably stay pretty constant. Like you're going to have some people that just really enjoy the social aspects of it and using it for fitness and health and having fun. And then you'll have the more competitive people that, you know, want to actually play tournaments and win. Sure. Um, but I know I've talked to Steve uh, Kuhn about this. And he, so this is his bold prediction. And it's very bold, but I do think it's reasonable. Um, and he talks about this. Um, in relation to a few things, but also you know the growth potential of what MLP can actually look like in the future. Um, so there's fi- there's yeah maybe a hair under five million players now. He believes his bold prediction is that in ten years there will be forty million players. Wow, it's a and good growth rate. It's yeah, I think I don't know what the math is, but I think he said twenty five percent year over year. Um, is that right? About right. Yeah, that's probably about it. Um, but he, yeah, the way he looks at it is like, you know, he'll ask somebody that, that started playing pickleball in the last year, 40 million after 10 years. Yeah. So he basically said, so tell me this, like you started playing pickleball last year. How many people have you told about pickleball? And basically if, if each person that plays, you know, shares it with one person, if it was a 25% growth rate for 10 years to be at 47 million. Okay. So yeah. Ballparking. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I, whenever I talk to people about it, they know what it is, at least now, generally. Yeah. Um, they don't necessarily play, play but they right. know somebody that plays. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can't play unless you know what it is. That's right. <laughs> Uh, 2022 outlook, your partnerships, new partnerships to look out for, turning plans. Will you play APP or PPA, Rob? I already talked about our partnerships, new partnerships to look out for, kind of covered those as well. Uh, the m- some, I don't think we talked too much about mix, but I think Tyson's playing with Leia. Uh, Callie's playing with Deckel. So there's a c- couple new ones that are interesting there. I think Catherine could be with any number of people. She's switching it up a little bit. Callie and Deckel, interesting. Yeah. They haven't had great results. Not great, no. And who, who is the other one you said? Oh, Tyson Le- and Leia. Yeah, Leia and Tyson. Um, team chemistry will be high. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I just wasn't very impressed with them at MLP, but it was just one match. Yeah. Uh, and Rob is just playing PPAs, I believe. Yes, correct. Uh, question, why does the grit wear off your signature paddle so fast? Well, uh, good question, Spencer. Working on it, well, fiberglass is just not a very durable material, so when it goes through wear, it wears down. Um, you can put some protective coatings over that, but then that kind of limits the friction. Uh, and the easiest way to be a switch material is something like a carbon fiber, which is much more durable. Uh, or we're thinking about doing a, a molded surface. Um, also, the new color protects it a little bit, so it lasts longer. So there's a number of ways to do it. Um, and that will be coming, or in the case of the colors, is already out. Uh, how is it that Tyson's verified, but he hasn't even won Major League Baseball? You know, that's a really good question. <laughs> Isn't there a prerequisite for that? I think so. Maybe we should hit up Instagram. They don't. Instagram doesn't know what they're doing. Come that on, Zucks. That question. Oh, we've got a, we've got a few from Bad Boy Pickleball. <laughs> this is fun. They're the <laughs> I think I told you these guys are my favorite. Yeah, they're, they're they, hilarious. If you don't if you don't follow Bad Boy Pickleball on Instagram, go follow them. <laughs> um, so name three players on tour who could kick your ass, and three players whose ass you could kick. <laughs> go. Uh gosh. Um. I don't think I could kick Deckel's ass. <laughs> no, I don't think you could either. Uh, I mean, gosh, I are we know. just going by like size? I don't know. Background. Tyson was a wrestler. Yeah, I, I don't probably, probably want to grapple with him. No. Uh, whose ass could you kick? Roberts, obviously. Maybe we should do a cage match. Cage match. Yeah, everyone would want to watch that. The people would pay for that. The people. Um. Yeah, I, I I like our two answers of Tyson and Deckel. That's not who do you, who do you take? Who do you take Deckel over Tyson? Deckel's quite big. Yeah, but Tyson's got those but, mechanics though. Uh, big tree fall hard. Big tree fall hard. Yeah, I'll probably take Tyson in that too. Yeah. Um. God, just Tyson ranked over Deckel again. Wow. He's probably not gonna like that. <laughs> he definitely won't like that. Uh, what do you find funnier in a match, Tyson's bark or Jay's come on? Uh, I mean, Jay's come on is very standard. It's very tennis-like. It's Everyone, not standard, though. It's it not standard. God, we okay. We have to get a recording. I'm gonna make Deckel make do a recording of Jay's come on. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, he, like it's his. Quite, it's quite high. His inflection's so perfect. On come on. <laughs> but like higher pitch. It's so come good. on. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. you're good. I, at do, imita- I do imitations. You're good well. at imitations. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you want to now do Tyson's, Tyson's bark. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. These Actually, that last one, I, he got a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an f- interesting one. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been around him for so many years. It doesn't bother me. It's it's fine. No, I like it. Yeah. Everybody has their own thing to yeah. get, get whatever, their sight. Whatever, whatever gets them amped. Uh, 
I love it. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, how jealous do you think Crane Carr gets at the way Adam talks to Deckel? Oh, yeah, D. Come on, D. Come et Um You know, I, I don't think she does. I, I, think, I, I think she likes I think, it. I, I think she likes it, too. Um, and fun, funny, funny story here. You know, I think Adam would not get jealous about anybody talking to Corinne except for Chet Subaru. <laughs> if Prof loves anybody more than Adam Stone, it's Chet Subaru. That's right. He like Adam knows that too. He's got to watch his back because Chet seems to be quite the ladies' man. <laughs> there are rumblings of a new Chet Subaru video that have been leaked. Um, oh, so it's out. It's, I just saw it this morning. It is it on the interwebs? It's on the interwebs. Oh, it's published. It's published. Well. You heard it here first, Chet Subaru, because uh, Chet doesn't, Chet doesn't promote this stuff, right? Like he expects the people to just find it. Yes. So, we'll help you. I was the twelfth viewer. <laughs> there we go. It's out. Uh, how do you guys feel about Tyson Apostle or guys like Tyson Apostle who come in and use their reality TV fame to catapult themselves into being pickleball <laughs> celebrities? <laughs> um, this is great. Interesting question. Uh, well, one, I can't say I'd call him a pickleball celebrity, <laughs> and I don't. I mean, I guess some people know him. I. W- I, I didn't know, like, reality TV. Is he... F- I didn't know who he was. Like, I, I didn't either. Uh, but I also never watched Survivor, so... I guess he's probably quite famous for people that watch Survivor. Oh, yeah, I know. If you know Survivor, I'm sure you know him. Uh, if you don't know Survivor, you don't know him. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how do I feel about it? I, I mean, I don't know. More power to you. Whatever you want to do. Uh, he seems to like pickleball a lot, so that's awesome. Yeah, I think more people that... More personalities, sp- the better. More people that could... Sp- well, no, he's the number one leading personality. All right. Ball. Forgot about that. Uh, but I think, yeah, no, the more people that can come in and and get more eyeballs and attention on pickleball, the better. The better. Uh, is Zane going to retire after they ban the chainsaw serve? <laughs> um, you know, good question. But like we said, you still got that one-handed thing. If they ban the one-handed thing too, well, things are looking bleak. Well, he's got another year to, to go ham. Capitalize. Uh, if you could jinx one person on tour, meaning they couldn't talk or scream during matches, who would it be? Uh, mm, I mean, I don't know. Don't really care that much. Is anybody really obnoxious? They couldn't talk or scream during matches. And uh, yeah, it doesn't really bother, right? It's like, yeah, no, I just don't care. <laughs> no. Uh, when will you get Jay on to pronounce questions of the week for you? I like my accent better than his. Yeah, yours is more authentic for sure. Correct. Uh, will you come to Charlottesville, Virginia to do a che- teaching session for me? Well, the rate has been established. Uh, so my high rate right now is $15,000 for a day. So if you pay me $15,000 and $1, I'll be there. That's reasonable. But what what does that include? They basically get you for the day. Uh, yeah, I just did whatever they wanted. I'm just like, I'm at your disposal. Like, just let's that, go. That sounds aggressive. Uh, so yeah, we did three hours in the morning, three hours in the afternoon. Uh, I played with them. I offered as much instruction as they wanted. I did three hours on Sunday morning. That was mostly instruction. Oh, so two days. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a bonus day. I they they only said one day, but I offered the next. That that rate just got cut in half. Well, Seventy five hundred a day. Six hours. Then you heard it here. Seventy five hundred. Three hours. hours. <laughs> <laughs> now that was nice of you to do a bonus. Bonus day. You're just because you're for the people. I'm for the people. All right. So, yeah. So the answer is yes. Uh, <laughs> what's the best unexpected restaurant or food you've tried this year? Unexpected. Um, I did not know in Cherry Hill, um, Colorado. Cherry Creek. Cherry Creek. I, one of the two. Uh, yeah. So I, I went with Jack to, um, a sushi place that was like right across from the hotel. And it turns out it had these like 
it wasn't the food. It was the atmosphere that was cool. They mm-hmm. had like these sunken down tables. So mm-hmm. I was basically like sitting on the floor, mm-hmm. but then the underneath the table was carved out. So I was like eating at a very low point. Uh, and I, I like that a lot. I like that. Sometimes ambiance is even more important. I don't know if it trumps, but like ambiance is super important to me. Like just the vibe of a restaurant. It could be the best food in the world, but if it, like if I go in, it feels like a very sterile. Like I I prefer very homey, cozy, dimly lit restaurants. Like that's just my vibe. Correct. I like that. Uh, where do you get all your cool tourney clothes from? Well, uh, Robert gets them mostly from Amazon. <laughs> Amazon Essentials. Let's go. Uh, I mostly do Lululemon. The more colorful ones are from Chubbies. Um, Chubbs. You hear that, Chubbs? From T Fells, I'd give you a million dollars to use your white and gold paddle. Well, T Fells, I only have one of them. That and sounds if you like pay me a million dollars, you can have it. Yes. Probably have a lifetime supply if you really want. Also T-Fels. from T Fells. Uh, do girls find it attractive if guys are super good at pickleball? I mean, my God, general answer would be probably not. The honeys <laughs> are falling over themselves <laughs> trying to get to me. It's pickleball. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen. Girls find it attractive if you guys are super good at pickleball. That's, that's cool. I, I, I think it's not pickleball. It's the things that you might associate with being very good, like being confident, being outgoing, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but there's plenty of pickleball players that aren't confident and aren't, aren't outgoing. They probably yeah. just don't get the ladies. I'm just trying to give T-Fells an optimistic viewpoint over here, and you're just cutting me down. Yeah, T-Fells, uh, if you have to ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Uh, oh, from uh, Baby Waters, Annalie Waters, what's your favorite dessert? My favorite dessert, Annalie Waters, I'd have to go with, uh, it's a Thai one generally. You can get another place, but generally Thai. It's fried tempura banana with vanilla ice cream. Maybe vanilla bean. I haven't tried it. Of course it's vanilla bean. Oh, my gosh. Stop with your pronunciations. Uh, And if you can do some, like, cinnamon and caramel, which most do, uh, even better. It's warm. You got ice cream. Uh, My favorite one ever. I can still remember it. I was, like, 13. It was in Plantation, Florida. I can't even find the restaurant I went to again because I didn't pick it out. And this thing just tasted like straight French toast, but, like, fried and banana and vanilla ice cream. And it's Asian? Best ever. Uh, it's usually served at Thai places. You can get it at other places, too, though. My hot take is that Asian dessert sucks. My favorite dessert to move slap on. You. My favorite dessert to move on is banana pudding. Yes. Ever since I was a kid. Delicious. <laughs> I grew up. Then you would love the banana tempura no. with vanilla bean. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. Because it's not banana pudding. <laughs> uh, tell me what I want. Uh, from Tony G., I uh, haven't seen Tony G in a while. Missed I haven't guy. either. Uh, E-Log, how did you develop the algorithm? Uh, future projection, how do I invest? Tesla update. Uh, E-Log, how did I develop the algorithm? Basically, I was day trading on Coinbase just through kind of pattern recognition. And I seemed to be doing pretty well. And I was like, if I could just apply this strategy and make it into an algorithm, how would I do that? Did that and then applied it. And it was actually quite simple. And I mean, I'm sure, I mean, algorithms that you know, big, huge firms are very complicated. Mine is complex, but not it that starts, much. It's, it's it always starts simple, right? Right, yeah. It's, it's got to be a it little can, bit simple. It can increase complexity as you go. Uh, but f- typically, like, you, just high level, it's more of the established coins are going to be lower risk, even though Bitcoin's Correct. quite volatile still. I mean, like, it's not as volatile as a lot of the altcoins. They're all volatile, and what I'd, I keep emphasizing to people over and over is just, like, it's... N- <laughs> It, cryptocurrency is an, an inherently risky. You are not doing this as a long-term, like, let me just put my money in, in this 
forget about it. I am. And I mean, yeah, you can do it with like two long-term ones, Ethereum and Bitcoin. But if you're doing more than that, like mutual funds, I, I would not call it a safe investment. It's not like stocks. And yeah, you you can easily make a lot in the short term, but it's it's not like stocks. It's not just a 30-year let this ride out yeah. kind of investment. So that, that's not really the point. The whole point is you can make money now because it's volatile and consistently bullish right now. And when it, you have both those things, that's incredible for uh, day trading. Uh, uh, future. Well, the future right now, uh, I'm not making anything from it. I'm really just in beta. So getting people to use it, see how they like it, adapting it. Uh, definitely going to do some back testing. Um, and then kind of go from there and just kind of see where it takes me. Uh, how do I invest? And Tesla update. How do you invest? Just text me. I'll put your email on the beta list. Um, and then Tesla update. I did buy my Tesla. I do have a Tesla Model S now. And it is orange. Let's go. Picture. Picture time. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't post Tesla pictures <laughs> to social media. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> I knew you had to say it. <laughs> I had to. You set me up for it so well. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, if you could play one current. Uh, uh, what? 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 So this is Mark. So we got our question list. Well, it's Mark Freestyle Fam. But no, no, no. We already answered that. I started with the Freestyle Fam. Oh, did you? Did you say it was Manny? Yeah. Where have I been? That was the first question I addressed. 2022 goals. Oh, uh, I don't remember. Remember that. I said, don't lose a match. And you said, no, uh, I, you, I thought it was five. the Golden Grams. Oh, no, you did start with that. Yeah. Sorry, that was Manny. Don't be sorry. Just don't do it again. Okay. It wasn't marked complete. Look, 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 look. You got to mark. not marking anything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you play one current and one pass tennis pro in singles, pickleball, who would it be and why? Uh, one current, I'd play Djokovic because he's the greatest tennis player of all time. Yeah. Uh, one pass tennis pro in singles. Um, probably somebody with just really sick hands, like Pat Rafter or something. Yeah. I like that. Oh, we already did that one too. Mike Bencourt. Yeah. Freestyle fam. Uh from oh, from Bad Boy again. Bad boy pickleball. Also for free Rob. When we say freestyle fam, it's just Patreon. It's our it's our homies that are part of our freestyle fam. That's right. Which your, which your questions will which be answered. We, we do exclusive merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just sound like a great salesman. Uh yeah, we do like inner kind of circle, like Q and A's. Um, we do some ask me anythings. We do some. It's just it's just a little tighter knit community. So if anybody's interested, I don't know how you find it, but maybe Tony will post a link somewhere. Tony's our boy. That's actually let's give Tony a shout out real quick before we go jump to the next question. Tony has helped organize us, and good He's lord, we know we uh, need. I it. have this sheet of questions because of Tony. Yes, I would not have it otherwise. And they it's color-coordinated. It's color-coordinated. It's got topic, date, listener name, question, completed, not completed. It's so good. Tony, you're killing it. So we appreciate Tony. Uh, for Rob, Ben is pretty good now, but how good do you think he'll be once he can grow, grow proper facial hair? I think uh, proper facial hair is no facial hair. Yeah, well, definitely in your case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think it, it's, it's a sore point for him, right? It's like... You know, on one hand, he's he's quite good at pickleball, but on the other hand, when you have patchy facial hair, it's it's stuck in the back of your mind subconsciously on some deep-rooted level. I don't know if it stems from childhood issues or not, but like the 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 patchy facial hair's gotta affect him 
on some kind of subconscious level. That's my take. I think if he can, you know, go to therapy and work through this issue, then it could free up some of his mind to be a little bit more creative and more freestyle on court, which might actually improve his game. That's my take. Next question. Question for Ben. You mentioned one episode playing Dominion Online. Are you still doing that? Uh, no, I only tried Dominion briefly. Um, Steve Kuhn, Major League Pickleball uh, owner, actually got me into it. Yeah, it was fun, but I just... Time. Uh, yeah, no time. Um, who is your favorite player other than yourself? Um, for me, it's always been Simone, just because I've always said she is the most skilled player, um, just in terms of her strokes, consistency, all that stuff. Uh, athleticism aside, you know, like whether you want to compare her to guys or whatever, she has been the most skilled player, in my opinion, for a long time. If the court was ex if the court width was extended nine feet, who would be your optimal men's doubles partner? Again, long. Robert, because he's lightning quick. No, I think it's linked, right? Yeah, obviously. It's got to be linked. So yeah, I'll take uh, like Deckel. Yeah. Length plus movement. Length plus movement. Yeah, he's he's an interesting combo of a uh, big guy that can actually move really well. Mm -hmm. So. Gosh, we're not even halfway through the questions. We've gotten nowhere. We don't have to do all of them. Okay. We can do until it feels right. Let me do this one. So what one player would you team with in 22 that you haven't played with before? So similar question to what we've kind of done in the past. Uh, you said me and Callan before. Has that like We've played together now. Mm -hmm. but, um, would Callan be your same answer? Yeah, I think Callan would be great. Is that it? That's it. Lovely. What about mixed? Uh, well, I haven't, I haven't played with Baby Waters, so I mean, that's... Yeah, and that's you can't say thing. Baby Waters. Who else? Uh, who else? I played with Jesse before. She's fun. I played with Catherine before. She's fun. Um, yeah, really on the ladies' side, I I would do more with either one of those two. Um, I think that's all all I kind of have on my list. I got to play with Andrea. I think she was one of the ones I'd like I had like to play with. Um, so that yeah, that's that covers everybody. What do you think separates you, Ben? So this question is directed towards you. Uh, from the rest of the pros? Um, hmm. Probably mostly uh, experimentation. I, I think I uh, have added a lot. Experimentation and imitation. So, like, getting other shots from other players, trying new things. Uh, it's definitely helped to add things that, like, you know, I, every player has strengths, but I feel like they are somewhat limited in the things they add uh, and the things they keep improving on. So I think just a recognition of what you're bad at what you can get better, what you can add. Uh, and because pickleball is such an unsolved sport and people are constantly adapting, like you need to keep doing that or else you're not going to keep getting better. We've seen the resurgence of the lob. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I think for a long time at the pro level, it's been like, other than like Callan, who does it successfully quite often, it was always kind of looked at as like a no-no. Mm -hmm. But now you're seeing it used way more effectively. Yeah. So, again, on the unsolved sport thing, like they're, yeah. There's, I think Kohler's doing a pretty good job of experimenting yep. too. Things like that's changing. why he kind of, he kind of flipped the well. switch, yeah, because yeah. he went from, you know, not great results even this summer, mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, he got fortunate with a couple partners yeah. and stuff like that. But definitely some experimentation. You can definitely see how he got some things from some people. I'm yep. not sure if he did it consciously, but there's some stuff that looks like other players. Yep. So both those are very important in pickleball. Yep. It's like business, right? It's like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just take do what's what they already do working, but just do it better. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Do you think Dave Weinbach could play pro? No. And how do you think he would do? No. Well, he could play because anybody can play. Mm -hmm. How do you think he would Guess do? Yes, we'll see. He's playing nationals. I mean, he, he was good in, like, 2018. You know, he made finals and nationals. 
Uh, he made finals of the U.S. Open, won it a couple times, but the game has changed a lot in three or four years. So Wh Who's he playing with? Dane. Um, Sen the best senior team. They're playing in Open Pro? Mm -hmm. Why? Because seniors on a different day, so they're just playing both. Oh, I see. I see. How do you think they'll do? Uh, obviously, the uh, field's thin. It's very thin. It's like 10 teams, maybe. Um, so, yeah. Do you think I they're think top five? Uh, I mean, in a 10, ten, ten team, <laughs> I, they certainly could be. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't even know the teams off the top of my head. There's like four either. teams they're not going to beat. Uh, yep. So they could certainly make fifth, but uh, there's certainly some teams they can beat for sure. Yeah. They're both fundamentally sound players. Yeah. Who has a worse <laughs> Who has the worst reputation for calling lines wrong? <laughs> who asked that question? <laughs> uh, and I don't know. They're all they're all Instagram names that some you can't uh, read. Yeah. Well, that's a it's a tough question to call people out on. Uh, there's really but not, like there's like not you not said many. like kind of near the top like not many people do it. No. That's why we talked about like you know maybe ex college tennis players coming in tried to do it, uh, but at the end of the day like if you're gonna be around a while you just can't do that. Yeah, I, I think on the ladies side there's a little more of it and it's less of it's always this this one person more of they think one of them did it to the other and they'll they do, do it, it back. back. Yeah, yeah it's 100%. like a back and forth kind of thing. Uh, yeah. guy, guys, just I I haven't felt like I've been truly hooked in a long time. Yeah. I think this is a good place to stop. Hmm. All right. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.